Attention, ship. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. How freaking cool is that shit? Great. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on Indie Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the hell knows where. This is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, March 16th, 2019. We got a fun show tonight. Uh, got a great myth information plan. But first, let us introduce my... My uh, partners in crime, uh, to wit, out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, first of her name, Queen of the Universe, Michelle Legon. And she just entered the room. Yell out a hello, hon. Hello. Okay. Channel in a moment. <laughs> and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM, Galaxy Master, Pusher of Buttons, Miles the Gun. Hello. And sitting, being generous enough to sit in for all three hours out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to peel back the onion a little bit for you here again, Adam, as I always do for you. That uh, surprise you a little bit. But you need to boost your volume, apparently. So. Uh, okay. Hmm. My volume or all volume? I'm I'm thinking all volume. I'm not sure, so uh, just go that route and then okay. uh, see what happens. How, oh nope, that's not good. Uh, test one two. Oh, hold on, I got a sinking suspicion. Uh-oh. Something's wrong. Okay. Well. God damn it. Uh, but anyway, um. We're back. I'll peel back the onion while you do that. You don't have to swear. You can just work on it and look at it, and I'll I'll tell everybody no, uh, some, we, something I, about no. No, we're we're on the air, as far as I know. Nope. Wait, we are back on the air now. I had I had to sign this off for a second because uh, every time Windows updates, it resets my butt settings. Ah, uh, yeah, that's not good. So anyway, peeling back the onion for everybody. Uh, something you might not know about me. The one possible thing I have in common with Donald Trump, other than my birthday being a day away from his, is uh, uh, <laughs> a weakness for McDonald's. Yeah, I, I have a, we- I have a weakness. I have weakness for McDonald's, too. Uh, but but before we go with that, I, I just want to say, 
Well, I, I, I but there was a reason why I wanted to say oh, that. But go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. Fin- no, 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 no. Finish, finish your well, thought because I, I tonight, didn't know you were going somewhere tonight. Yeah, tonight I uh, tried. They started advertising the Big Mac with bacon, and I had to try one. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you what, you can't mess with perfection. It it didn't do a damn thing for the Big Mac. It made me really wish I just had a normal Big Mac. The, so, the bacon in in the special sauce do not go well, so I don't recommend it. Fair I don't enough. recommend it as as a sandwich. The Big Mac it, do not mess with the Big Mac. I prefer the Burger King Whopper myself to uh, McDonald's. I like the Whopper too. Um, I like I like Burger King's Whopper. Very different sandwiches. I like Burger King's to... Whopper, but McDonald's fries better. Yeah. If I had to choose, I, I like Burger King's fries better. I think they're crunchier. I like crunchy over the... Anyway, uh, uh, my big weakness with fast food, if it had to be anything, it would be, as Robert Aspirin called it in the Myth Adventures, the Pink Swamp Muck. Which would be what? Strawberry, pink Swamp Muck, which would, oh, be, okay. would be the uh, strawberry-flavored shake. Ah, Susan got herself a um, uh, shamrock shake. Oh, for the Irish. Faith and be uh, Yeah. And also, uh, I have a quick update for everybody, too. Uh, Kim Williams was supposed to be on the show with us tonight in hour three, but she might be stuck at work. She's going to keep me updated on whether or not she can make it or not. We'll play Fair it by enough. ear. Uh, okay. Well, uh, well, real quick, I, I, I might as well get this out of the way. I had a dream, and my dream is dead. And that dream was to be the store Easter Bunny this year, and said dream is dead, murdered by my fat ass. Not able to get into the costume? <laughs> no, I was not able to get into the costume. Well, that's not your fault. They need to order another costume. So, yep. Yeah. All right. I. Wow. <laughs> We're going to be in trouble if Kim can't make it, because I didn't plan much material for no, hour three. we're not going to be in trouble. Jesus Christ, seriously? <laughs> All right, Adam. Be... There's so much to talk about. Bend over and assume the position. <laughs> no. Mr. Doomsday here. Punishment incoming. Well, hold on. There was that. There was that one time last week when you were all doom and gloom, and I was optimistic. On the, what? Which was it on? It was on my check radio, oh, wasn't you it? You guys body. You guys body swapped. Oh yeah, when Miles. Yeah, Miles and I apparently I, we got body snatched. That's true. There was a difference. I mean, <laughs> if it'll make you feel better, Adam, I'll go take a uh, caffeine pill right now. Uh, let, let's let's uh. Let's, oh, let's okay. put a let's put a pin on that. <laughs> um. So let's let's I I ugh. we don't have a lot of audio for this week because I was not going to sit through like half an hour of fucker Carlson whining like a little diaper baby. Has anyone kept track of if, how many sponsors he's lost? I know I've heard that Piro has lost some sponsors. Well, I mean, but th- this just proves that Fox Fox News is wingnut welfare, because they're not a they're not a business if they're not responding to their sponsors. They are a pro- they are the propaganda arm of the Republican Party. But here's the thing: is that you know, 
James Gunn, we'll talk about him later. He, he Spoiler, he got rehired. He got fired for tweets that were a decade old that got twisted out of context. You know, he got fired, you know, supposedly because he was joking about pedophilia when he actually said, I left that table read in disgust right away. Okay. Tucker, his comments were in full context, plain as day. He stole fizzy lifting drinks. He <laughs> bumped into the ceiling, which had to be sterilized. But, I mean, this guy, you know, um, it, it's... I was. It was a joke. He. It was a joke, Miles. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Go ahead. And so, again, Fox News has two choices here. They can either behave like a business and fire Car- Tucker Carlson, or they could behave like the propaganda arm of the Republican Party that we've been saying they are for how long, Kenny? Forever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And not and keep them on board. I mean, Fox News is basically the ultimate conservative space safe space. Yeah, Roger you know, Ailes was uh was cooking this up when he worked for Nixon. Yeah. I mean, you remember I mean can't, I know she's not a Fox News uh personality, but Candace Owens was basically praising Adolf Hitler, saying his only issue was he tried to take over the world. That was his only thing. That was <laughs> you know and, and She's still beloved by the right wing. I, you know, and, and Kenny, what drives me nuts is we have standards in, in this penny ante, teeny tiny sliver of the market. We have standards. You could, mm-hmm. you, we could close the seg this segment. Come back next segment. You could just say, you know, you could replace me like the prisoner replaced number twos. Sure. Oh. Right, right. Not everyone here has watched The Prisoner. Is that a movie? I, I was just rolling with it. No, it's it's a TV it's, show. It's a TV, show. It's a TV okay. show. No, it's a '60s TV show. I remember <laughs> it, but it's I don't. A, I, de- I don't have it committed to memory. Well, you don't need to. There was a new number two every week. <laughs> was... yeah, yeah. Well, I di- I didn't remember that. So I mean. I, you know, there are certain things that I have an understanding. I have a new that number I... two every day. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes but... more than once a day. <laughs> <laughs> but so every time conservatives get a whiff of accountability for their past and pre- for their past and present comments or actions, they start to whine like petulant little children. I'll, I'll just point out the similarities and uh, similarities and differences that I see. Um, when Disney was dealing with Peter Gunn, they were making yes, the accusations were Peter what they Gunn were. is a is a TV show. All right, never mind. James uh, Gunn. James Gunn. James, Gunn. James Gunn. They were making a business decision. They had to make a decision based on what they had, and then. Time goes by, and they're like, all right, the damage isn't as bad as we thought. We can bring him back. It's still a business decision because what they got to worry about is, you know, blowback. Are they going to lose money? And their business, it's about money. Now, Tucker Carlson, I believe, is their number two moneymaker. I'm not sure who's first. I would assume it's Hannity. Hannity. 
Yeah. Right. Right after Bill O'Reilly left, uh, he was their number one. So Tucker has is their number two money maker now. As speaking lo- of number you, twos, exactly. <laughs> now, as long as he continues to perform, because you have to remember who they're de- who they're playing to, who their demographic is, who their audience is. He can go a full on Nazi, and it it's not gonna it, until until the sponsors up and pull the plug and go. That's it. We're all done. As long as he's making money for them, they're gonna look at the bottom line and go. Yep, he's still making a profit. And but they're the problem is, in. he's not making a profit anymore because most of his sponsors have fled. I think he's down to that my pillow asshole. Well. I've got uh, I do have a tweet here from Salvador Hernandez um, and it says uh, well more than a dozen companies have pulled from uh, ads from Tucker Carlson's show this week Mike Pillow CEO Mike Lindell put out a statement saying he would keep his advertising on the show today he's getting his own segment uh, <laughs> oh my um, gosh. See, oh, wait a second. See, That's from last not... year. Hold on. Oh, Hold sorry. on. No, no, no. Oh, look at this. I'm looking at this is a story from fucking last year. Alright. But they just updated it. See? They just updated wait, not welfare. Yeah. What? <sighs> what does uh, this guy my pillow do? Have... Yes, Miles. I'm not caring about the my pillow dude. I'm 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 trying to get back to Tucker. What is his amount of sponsors he has left? Seriously, do you know? Not off the top I'm of my trying, head. I'm trying to find that out. Uh, okay. I'll keep looking while you talk. I'm just I'm, saying that if he still is able to, I mean, he may no longer be number two, but is he still in the top Oh, he's five? still number two. <laughs> okay. He's number three. So as long as he's making Fox money, don't expect him to go away. That's my point. Because remember who they're dem- their audience is that freaking nuts. They're not going to bat an eye at this shit. Yeah, would it shock you to know that the my pillow guy now a uh, noted conservative and, and uh, advertiser on Fox News uh, used to be a fucking crackhead? I I am shocked. I this is my shocked voice. He was on crack with years. He was on crack for years when he came up with the idea for my pillow. Brilliant. Well, you know, good for him for turning his life around, but bad for him for turning it into a way that's such a fucking batshit crazy. Well, you know, you know, I, I think he should have gone the other route and just filled the the pillowcase full of crack and smoked it all and saved us all a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, sorry, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I I welcome well, darkness. Yeah, my but I, I'm just I'm just pointing out that you know it's a business decision, and Fox's uh, audience is that batshit crazy. Well, you know the song lyrics, right? No. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Sorry, Kenny. No, that's okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, I got. I'm looking. Looking at this guy. Yeah. There. He's. He's. He's been in the White House. Yeah. Yes. Uh. There's pictures of him with fucking Chachi and Tucker and uh, Kellyanne Conway. Oh wow. I don't doubt uh, it. I'll keep. I'll keep looking for the number of sponsors. 
Any, any pictures of him with Charlton Heston? Probably up there. Ted Nugent. Smoking crack on his grave. But anyway, yeah, I wouldn't. I, back to Tucker. So the, it, you're going to. His audience is going to support him through hell or high water. The difference is will there be enough sponsors to support it before Fox goes? That's it. We can't bleed any more money out of you. Uh, yeah. Tucker. So that's, it's going to come down to that bottom line. It is. Yeah, but if he's I only got if he's only got two sponsors, and that includes the My Pillow crackhead guy, you know he he's not making the money. He can't be making the money with only two sponsors. Now I, I'm just saying, you know, it's the same thing with Sean Hannity, where he has entire you know like several days a week he has shows with no commercials, and you're seriously going to tell him, tell me, that's making the money? No. Fox News isn't a business. It's the propaganda arm of the Republican Party. Well, it, it's, losing money. it's just, it's just a wait and see. Because I can tell you this. If I cost Kenny a single nickel, I'd be in out on the way out. They can't stay in business if they're not making money at them. Which is sure, past- they can. How do you think Rush Limbaugh's the question? Yes. Who's paying them then? Uh, the the millionaires and billionaires that own the Republican Party. Okay. There you go. That's their business they'd model. Ra- they would rather waste money keeping the likes of Rush Limbaugh on the air. So there you go. Than pull him off because, again, he's their useful tools. And that's you know, how yeah, they can they they politically um they can't afford to lose the propaganda hold that they have on talk radio and and cable news. You know, again, for for people who claim to hate safe spaces, they love safe spaces. Oh, I you know. know. And you know what's hysterical too is they're always going after mainstream media. Oh, okay, let me see mainstream media. You mean um let's see the number one cable news network? "Quote unquote" news network is Fox, um, or are they talking about mainstream uh, talk radio? <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, they, they they talk about mainstream media, the drive-by media. Hell, you can't have a drive-by media if you don't have Rush Limbaugh on eight AM channels within a fucking ten-mile radius of one another. You know. Yeah, and look at it like this. Look at it like this. They pulled Stephanie Miller off the air in Los Angeles to replace her with yeah. Rush Limbaugh. To replace her yeah. with Rush Limbaugh. It's a coup. It, it, you know, in Los Angeles, you can't tell oh. me there's not a market for Stephanie Miller in fucking Los Angeles. Well, I think she technically would have been replaced by Glenn Beck. Okay, well, that's or, even worse. Or- yeah, because I think he his his schedule is nine to nine to noon. Kenny, if you ever try to replace me with Glenn Beck, our friendship is over. Um, we're gonna have to talk. <laughs> no, Uh yeah, Glenn. You know, I I've referred to myself as the anti Glenn Beck. On um, you know, he inspired me to do a radio show to uh, come combat his assholery. And uh, you know, and that, and you know, and he's been shit canned from Fox. And I want to, I want to just say to everybody out there who's worried about Tucker Carlson, um, it throws. I'll throw some names out for you. One being Glenn Beck. One being Bill O'Reilly. 
One being Eric Bowling. One being Gretchen Carlson. One being uh, Megan uh, Kelly. Greta Van Sustern. You know, all these faces that we thought would just would be around forever. They eventually wither and die as TV celebrities. And just be patient, and all these people will go the way of the Becks and the O'Reillys and the Bowlings and the Kellys. Because they go somewhere else. They go somewhere else. They lose popularity. They lose steam. Uh, they, they end up, you know, uh, but you know, it, it's worth it to, to fight and to point out how horrible these people are at the time, but there's always somebody willing to step in, step in the shoes to make that money in Tucker Carlson. Here's the crazy thing about Tucker Carlson. He admitted in those, in those audio clips, he doesn't need any money. He just does, does this to get attention. He's an heir to the fucking Swanson frozen food empire. Oh, wow. He's the he's that he's that icky. We, he you know, but he what he inspired uh, the Swanson TV dinner empire or Swanson frozen food empire. He inspired that icky little nondescript fruit fruit dessert in them. Ew. Yeah, that's that was his uh, contribution to the world. Is that was based on his appearance and general demeanor. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> you know, all squishy and pink, and, oh, and you know that stuff's nasty. <laughs> oh my god! Now, now uh, I'm feeling sick to my stomach just thinking about I'm it. Sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, Tucker Carlson—he doesn't even need to work. You know, Glenn Beck—he needs to work. He needs to make money. Bill O'Reilly—he eh, doesn't need to work at this point. Eric Bowling absolutely needs to work. Megan Kelly doesn't need to work. Greta Van Susteren doesn't need to work. Um, Gretchen Carlson probably does, but I think she married somebody who has uh, a fair amount of wealth. So, um, and but you know, Tucker Carlson literally only does this so he can get attention because you know, no, I mean, yeah, he probably has a multi-million-dollar contract or something like that, and it's just giving him even greater wealth, but. Yeah, he's uh, he's just a he's just a rich boy who never had to work for anything in his life, who has stared down the barrel of his little pug nose at people that are different than him, and just been like, "I am so much better than you, you worthless scumbag, you dark-skinned people, you women, you gays, you whatever." You know, that's all. I mean, it, he is so transparent. You could use them to that, seal up Christmas gifts. That makes it even worse. You know, when you mm-hmm. don't need the money and you act like that, I can see, you know, certain people putting on airs and pretending to be nasty and, you know, using it as a cover to make money. But he's mm-hmm. even worse. It's, that's yes. his personality. That's who he is. Oh, yeah. And that's just he's. Sitting. He's just a rich spoil. He's he's like the dick bag rich kid in every '80s movie who gets his face shoved into a pile of dog shit by the end of the movie. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the exact thing that happened in every one of the movies that these guys were in. But I, I think I got this, Kenny. He, he when yeah. he wa- when he watches Trading Places, he thinks the Duke brothers are the heroes of the film. 
Oh yeah, or when he watches Back to the Future, you know, rapey um um Biff Biff Tannen is the uh is the hero. Well, that's just because, you know, Biff was modeled after Trump. Yeah. Or at least his his alternative alternate future self was. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like I said, you know, Fox News is the ultimate safe space for conservatives. They can't Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't handle dissent or differing opinions because it makes their teeny tiny pea brains go pop like little, little firecrackers. You know. You, you remember pop? Do, 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 you know that? It's yeah. Thank you. Um. So again, for a bunch of people who are like, we don't like safe spaces. We don't like you know. There's CPAC. There's Fox. There's AM Talk Radio. And and like I said, yeah. you know what? C- what CPAC, the noted gun-free zone. Yeah, see, well, yeah, that's another way of their way their hypocrisy. But I mean, like I said, you know, there's been a concentrated effort to force liberals off AM. You know, we we know that based on again Stephanie Miller. You you can't you're you're seriously expecting me to believe there's a bigger market for Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck in L.A. than for her? You think I'm that mind-numbingly stupid? They probably do. Maybe actually. for Mike Levin. He's like a bull. Yeah, yeah. It's all. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's absolute, absolute nonsense. You know, and um, what, what would they call it? like the eagle or something like that, or the patriot or something? When they that takes me off. Uh, KTL KTLK. Well, and, that and was the, same, the station she was on. Yeah, and, and same thing with. Uh, Sirius XM, they they call their concern the Patriot. Like like liberals can't be patriotic. That's another reason why I canceled my my subscription to Sirius XM. You know, it's like I'm mm-hmm. I am more patriotic I am more patriotic than any of these conservative SOBs are. My family has given more to this country, and I'm not gonna you know have you know have you know pay for it to be implied that I'm not patriotic and that my family isn't patriotic. Well- Trump called us think you're patriotic. The, the more racist you are, the more patriotic you are. That is true. <laughs> this, I'm just calling it as I see it. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, uh, and I fully accept the fact that if I did what, if I said what Turk, Tur- anything close to what Turk Carl said, I, I, I am well aware of the fact I would be gone. Solid gone. I'd probably be replaced by, I don't know, who is there to replace me at this point? Oh, look at you. No, I'm so replaceable. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm, I know you're, you're just saying our pool of people able to broadcast is kind of slim. <laughs> but I just, like I said, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand this, this bullshit. You know, and we'll and we'll when we come back, we'll go we'll go over this. There's a conservative version of Yelp because they can't stand. You know, <laughs> look if you don't if you if you want to be treated nicely, how about being a decent human being? Oh wow! You know, which yeah. which I I know yeah, that's why a crazy, do you ask but... the impossible, Adam? <laughs> I, I, you or know, conservative, really? You want to ask that? 
Look, I, I mean, if my dreams have to die, so do theirs. Okay. Equivalent exchange. Remember the first love alchemy? Yes. I'm telling you, you're going to have to go to this break because I'm dying to know about the conservative version of Yelp and how they possibly need a conservative version. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't run this last night? No, the conservative version of Yelp. I could have sworn you would, but I mean, I was out of the house for half the time. So. No, unless uh, unless I sneaked it past myself. No. No, no, I'm pretty sure he will. You never know with us. Oh, only, we, uh, it's not the Larry Clayman story. No, no. Oh, yeah. That's like I'm going to take marriage advice from Larry Clayman. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll be back with uh, that story and some more after this. All right. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You're just a big, fat panda. I'm not a big, fat panda. I'm the big, fat panda. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Join me as always out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, button pusher extraordinaire, Miles Lagan. Miles Lagan. He's not here right now. Is everything okay? Sorry. He's, de- uh, were you- he's defending his roast beef from Loki. <laughs> Loki! I don't suppose a picture is too much to ask for, is it? You should dig a moat around it. <laughs> All right. Uh, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the G... No, no, no. The DM, Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, Baker of Cookies, etc., etc., Michelle Lagon. Yeah, that is me. Um, when Miles has roast beef, it's like Hunger Games around here. He has to be <laughs> very defensive because Loki will steal it out of his hands. In his defense, I do spoil him by treating him with some of the real good stuff. And so... Well, there's I, your problem. I, I'm an enabler. I know I'm an enabler. <laughs> I know. 
see, we're, we're uh, <clears throat> oh, I'll wait for my name to be called. <laughs> and oh, wow. finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, singing for all three hours, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yeah, we're fortunate that Tim is the only cat who wants food, and he's pretty controllable. He'll, like, sit there on the, you know, uh, in and wave at your food. He'll, like, <laughs> he'll, like, be, like, it's like he doesn't understand depth perception. Like, he's he thinks he can sit, like, four feet away and, like, you know, magically pull it down with his paw. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, but Jeliza Je- Rose and Doctor have zero interest in human food unless you're having a snack cake that has cream filling and then Doctor wants some of the cream. That's it. And he's eaten olive tapenade in the past, too. Um, oh, wow. uh, but uh, Tim, uh, he if anytime we have chicken or like tonight, I got the Big Mac and uh, found a piece that didn't have any condiments or anything on it and tore it off. And he was like, OK, <laughs> it's burger time. So, yeah, I you know. a cat that liked honeydew melon, of all things. Yeah, uh, there are cats. Uh, well, my my mom, uh, my parents had a cat. Well, you know, I had a cat when I was a kid uh, named Mittens. And Mittens would eat raw potato. She loved raw potato. Wow. That's yeah strange. It, it is, but she just loved it, you know, you know. My mom discovered it one time. She was cutting potatoes and making mashed potatoes. One fell on the floor. Cat came in, scarfed it up. Every time she peeled and cut potatoes from there on out, there was mittens wanting some potato. <laughs> so. And I thought the honeydew melon thing was weird. <laughs> yeah, I've seen cats go after watermelon before. You know, they'll chew on a watermelon rind. I I, I had a cat, Bebo, uh, who would... Uh, um, uh, you give her your corn cob when you were done with it. And she would pin that thing onto the plate or, you know, her food dish or whatever with her paw. And she would just get her teeth in there and just rip what was left of the corn in there out. She loved it. Nice. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let- so, go ahead. Tin- I was going to say Tinder. Tinder for, <laughs> for Trump cultists. No. I was also going to say, you know, we, we had a problem with our cat this week. It was it was Cat Crisis 2019. The cat got out. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's panic mode for me. <laughs> and it was yeah. it was on the worst possible night because it was daylight. Oh. It was the night of daylight. You know, we were getting ready to switch. You know, sp- I hate daylight saving time i'm sorry it's like you know i every every sunday morning after that i feel like wesley felt after he got hooked up to count rugen's machine i just had an hour of my life sucked away yeah so it's, he got out i he got out i told mom the window for him to get back in the house for the night is rapidly closing because once i go to bed he's out there for the night and he he came in right before the the anywho <laughs> He, he, oh, oh, oh! I, I, I actually, we had a cat crisis this morning. If, if you don't mind, uh, I woke up. Uh, I got up somewhere around, you know, a little before ten, and Eliza Rose jumped up on the couch, and and I caught a whiff of something, and I was like, oh no! And she's a long hair, and then I was like, oh no, she has a dingleberry, but she never has dingleberries. And so I tried to grab her and I tried to, you know, uh, and she's, she's does not like being held. She does not like being, you know, pinned down or anything. Um, you know, the boys are much more compliant if, if they have a butt issue. Um, but, uh, 
So I grabbed her and she got away. And then Susan got up and ended up helping me catch her. And we did, you know, so she wrapped a towel around her. And then I got in there with uh, some TP. And then I, I grabbed what I thought was the dingle. And then I pulled it. <laughs> and it just kept coming. <laughs> oh, no. What she ate a piece of she ate a piece of yarn. <laughs> so I pulled out like this six inch, eight inch piece of yarn and <laughs> and I threw it away. <laughs> Did you at least put and on gloves before you finished? I grabbed it with a paper towel and then I washed the hell out of my hands with scalding hot water um, <laughs> a couple times. But the poor thing, she was so upset. But then I actually wrote a song for her, too, if, if you permit. Um, set to the tune of Jingle Bells. Uh, and just so you know, we call her J-Row for short. So July's a rose, J-Row. So it goes, uh, it goes uh, dingle butt, dingle butt, J-Row laid an egg. Uh, a big old turd hanging down, smacking against her leg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah but she was so happy after we did that because she's a very clean cat and i think it was really bothering her and uh so but she was very very happy and very you know she didn't run and hide in trauma she was like oh wait they did that for two seconds and now i don't have that thing <laughs> so, yeah so yeah cats and eating string. Oh, well, I think it was. I, I, she's never done anything like this before. I think it was an accident. Basically, I think she was playing with it. She she and it got caught on her tongue because it was a fuzzy piece of yarn. And then she did the thing where she's not smart enough to like put her paw in it and pull it out of her mouth. And she did the wow 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 thing until she swallowed it. You know. Now, so Loki try. Loki eats string and hair ties and things. Like that. <laughs> he eats hair ties. Yes, he threw one up the other day. Oh, he ate God. one of my ponytail ties. Oh yeah. boy, he's a well, weirdo. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still convinced he's going to be the final boss of our of our campaign. Yeah, <laughs> attack the giant kitty. Just put him on the tail. There you go. Oh no, Aaron's been swallowed. Yeah, make sure your your shields aren't made out of the same material that the uh, glass top stoves are. It would basically be yeah. a uh, a kitty Tarask. Yeah. Or, or however you would pronounce it, I don't know. There's several anyway. different pronunciations. I always pronounced it Tarask. All right. Like Tarasque, whatever. Yeah. Unstoppable killing machine. How about that? That works. All right. So anyway, uh. There's a new app out there, folks. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Alp. Uh, Alp. <laughs> Yelp for conservatives. <laughs> that was my reaction, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, but here's, here's Fox and Freaks talking, talking to the guy who came up with it. We wanted to make sure that people uh, uh, could let others know what restaurants may have uh, a political bent. And we're not looking to try and find restaurants that are conservative or pro-Trump. Our aim is to get politics out of local businesses, mm -hmm. local restaurants, and make everyone feel comfortable when they go out. Okay, and so I, I've seen this described as uh, Yelp for conservatives, but Scott, uh, on the on the uh, on the locations that are deemed unsafe, and that one right there is safe. 
What, what, what went into saying they're not safe? Sure. Well, you know, uh, users can review the uh, local businesses and restaurants. It's just four quick questions, yes or no questions. Uh, number one, does this uh, uh, location serve all customers regardless of political beliefs? Uh, will they protect their customers if they're under attack mm -hmm. by others uh, in the restaurant? There's a concealed carry question, and does the uh, location uh, have a political presence in their social media? Again, we're trying to get politics out of these businesses. We, we want uh, businesses to understand that there's no money in politics, that, uh, and we're working to yeah. call them out on it. And yet there are millionaires and billionaires in politics. It's weird. <laughs> More money in politics. I'm surprised one is of the questions. Guy, is this guy ever heard of a lobbyist? Go yeah. ahead, Miles. I was going to say, I'm surprised one of the questions was Does this business play Fox News 24 7? Our local McDonald's does. <laughs> wow. One time I asked them to change, and they said, "Oh, we're we're you know the corporate corporate says we have to have it on Fox because this is Alabama." I was like, "Well, you can either have it on it's Fox, or you can or you can have me as a customer. Take your pick. We're not changing, okay?" So I I I complained to corporate. They ignored me. Well, then I got smart. I remembered what what something that Bill O'Reilly had said while I was there, and he was bashing atheists. So I called corporate again. I said, "I was offended that they were allowing." No, okay. He was bashing atheists, so I decided to switch it up. All right, I'm going to confess right now. I called corporate and told a little white lie to, pro to prove my point. I called them and said that I had heard anti-Catholic sentiment in Fox News. And all of a sudden, I'm getting free meal cards in the mail. <laughs> wow. So they ignored me because I was an atheist, but the but when I told them and I didn't even tell them I was Catholic cuz you know we all we all know that ship sailed ages ago. Uh, if you're a regular listener to this program, you know that. But when I told them, "Oh, I heard you know they someone was talking smack about Catholic. Oh my god, here's some free food." You know. So they're trying to bribe you. Uh, I mean, what's the what what's that saying go the, the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach? <laughs> through the rib cage. Something like yeah, that. that's <laughs> But even now, they still every day. I, every time I go in there, they've got Fox News, and usually we go in there at night. So it's you know the incredible Saul Kennedy. Yeah. And, there's no and, other. Yeah. There's there's no other fast food restaurant right next door to them. Nothing I'm particularly interested in. There's a Dairy Queen. A little bit away. I'll sometimes go. The Dairy full, Queen we went to. Full brazier? Is it a full brazier? Was. Uh, what do you mean by full Is, brazier? I can get. I can full get, brazier. <laughs> Every. I, I always make Susan laugh because I'm like, uh, you know, there's Dairy Queens that just do like the ice cream and stuff like that, but then there's Dairy Queens that do like the hamburgers and whatever. And I'm like, full brazier! So, because. I usually just go in there for an Eminem Blizzard, okay? No, that's okay. fine. I, 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 I can understand that. I just get excited when there's a full brazier because I'm like, if I can get ice cream and french fries at the same time, I'm good. Mm, yeah. 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 Miles knows what I'm talking about. Well, I'm on a diet right now. I've, I've, I'm 13 down. So. That's good. good. Congrats. Yeah. Hanging in there. It's hard. It's all mental. We're behind you, Miles. 100%. 
I'm nibbling on sliced almonds. You know, there were things. To do. But anyway, so <laughs> I found this earlier today on Twitter. Uh, would you guys be shocked to find out that this this Yelp out type app has security issues and that the <laughs> FBI might have been called? <laughs> oh, security dear. issues and what's involved? The FBI might have had to get involved. A A French security researcher named Elliot Alderson uh, posted on Twitter and said uh, he got into what he last the other uh, well the day before the night before this tweet, which was dated March 11th. He got into the Donald Daters database in less than five minutes, and then he got access to the to the Yelp type database as well, even quicker. Wow! Wow! These people I, are so dumb. Shocker! I mean. I, I, like I said, for for a bunch of people who who <laughs> liberals in their safe spaces, they sure need their safe spaces. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. And, and, and the, the guy's like, we, we we this isn't about conservatives versus liberals. This is we just wanted. Then why do you have the concealed carry question? That's a conservative cause, you know. That's a conservative cause. You know, that is a solid conservative cause, which is basically, it's basically conservatives wanting to terrorize people into submission by saying, I've Mm -hmm. got guns, you don't live turds. (laughs) You know, I personally think that... I have a concealed carry permit. Well, but come on. You you know that it's about intimidation of liberals with them. Yeah. But I also work at a bank near the capital of the world, so... (laughs) I'm not not I'm not mocking you for having concealed carry permit. I'm saying that for the conservatives, yeah, it, it, it it's not concealed. I think it's open. You know, open carry. We'll, we'll we'll we won't say concealed carry. Open carry is about intimidating people who don't agree with you. It's right. about telling them if you piss me off, I could shoot you if I want to. So don't try to piss me off. Yeah, because concealed carry, you know, anybody could be carrying concealed but open carry you are showing off your gun like in arizona Mm -hmm. they have open carry and uh basically a cop will stop you on the sidewalk if you're open carry asking you where you bought your gun there (laughs) there was uh some place that had an open carry law and they showed two they, they they staged they staged this. Um, one was a Caucasian, open carrying, and the police came up to say, "Hey, what you doing? You know, whatever. Oh, all right, nice gun. Whatever. Blah blah blah. All right, everything all right? Whatever. Boom, and moving on." And the other was not a Caucasian; it was an African American or something. And they came and drew on him, and he had to go down and whatever and blah blah blah. They harassed his ass. <clears throat> Didn't arrest him because, of course, it's an open carry and he had a right to. But that's not the point. Mm. Open carry laws are. Yeah, so me. you can say it's open carry, but it's open carry asterisk. <laughs> right. 
All right. So anyway, yeah. So I, I, this guy, this French guy, was able to get into their database and access private information. Now, to put this into perspective, as an employee of the federal government and the Department of Defense, even though I'm just what you might call a peon, I have to undergo yearly training on protecting in data, you, you know, data of our customers. To where, you know, like when I process a military star card payment, I will take the military star card when finished it, I will put it I will put it on the counter face down and slide it to them and I won't until they go for it, I will not lift my hand. So I know no one's gonna like do something. I, I can get fired if my actions or inactions, whether deliberate or otherwise, lead to a data breach. Yeah. And again, I'm just a peon, guys. I mean, I run a cash mm -hmm. register. <laughs> you know, Excuse me. and customer service. But, so, I mean, like I said, it, it's, and I've had to tell customers before, I'm sorry, I can't give you this information. You know, like if, if someone wants to make a, a star card payment for someone else's, I can process that payment, but I can't give them the account number. You know, if I, you know, that's getting, that's a one-way ticket to Firedsville, Kenny. Yeah. And I've had, you know, I've had customers complain about that. It's like, I, I'm not putting my ass on the line for you. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, just sure. tell them, hey, I'll, I'll call a manager over and have them explain it to you. <laughs> it won't tell you any different. <coughs> there are re there are regulations in place that prevent me from doing what you ask. Correct. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, you know, I don't get these people. Uh, you know, it's like... You, you, what CPAC is enough? AM radio is enough? Fox News is enough? Now it's restaurants. Because I'm sure there's never been a, a, a conservative leaning restaurant that's kicked out a liberal before. And, and I, you know, oh may, no, it, maybe they need to realize that the uh, politics aren't a protected class. You know, your political affiliation is not a protected class. And it's correct. It's uh, I'm not protected because I'm a liberal. You're not protected because you're a conservative. You, you know, I if I open a business, I would be well within my rights to say, if you voted for Trump, stay the hell out of my store. I don't want you here. Oh, but see, the rules are different for them. Your, your, your that <laughs> it is your business decision to limit, you know, 30, 35 percent of the population. But yeah, that's that is your right. Well. Uh, you know, uh, 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 this is, this is so interesting. You know, it's, it's, it's like, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders gets kicks, kicked out of a restaurant. Um, and you know, other Republicans are heckled in other restaurants, whatever for their basically for, for lying to the American people or siding with a tyrant or, you know, just, just being, you know, generally against decency in America, right? Mm -hmm. For having a, a platform, a, a very powerful platform to uh, to do things to harm America. Now, there are story, there's story after story after story about gay people being kicked out of restaurants over the, uh, you know, over the last 10 years. Sure. You know, I mean, there, there were people, there have been signs put up 
in restaurants that say, you know, that are like homophobic, nasty things. There are or, or places that have been uh, that have had anti-Muslim signs. Bakeries you know, make cakes for yep. yeah. gay weddings. Uh, exactly. You know, because, you know, gay cake apparently requires you know, gay <laughs> ingredients or something. Um, you know. Well, they, they um, say they're being forced to endorse uh, the wedding. It's like, no one at a wedding has ever asked, what do the people who bake the cake have to say about this union? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, and that, and that, you know, and that's, I believe is, you know, but, you know, in there really hasn't been a large movement to kick any group of people based on, you know, the, their skin color or the people they love or their political ideology uh, or their religion. You know, there really hasn't been this, this big <clears throat> movement it's basically what it is is uh, i hate that i hate the phrase triggered i think it sucks i think it's stupid i hate the idea of triggered snowflake safe space all that shit pisses me off i don't like that i think that language makes us weak um uh it, 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 but you know if people want to use it that's fine but when when people see that fucking maga hat and they they equate it to white nationalism, and racism, and, rightfully, rightfully and so. Islamophobia, and uh, and uh, anti-immigrant stances. When they see that, they get pissed. So that I mean, those are the only instances I have heard of when anybody has been kicked out of a restaurant that isn't a public figure. Hmm. Is it you know, or if there's been a restaurant incident? Is that some some assholes in there wearing a MAGA hat, and you know that hat is a symbol of hate. Yes, it is. Yeah, but before we go to break, I just want to uh, re- retell when Michelle and I went up to um, Washington D.C. We flipped to Washington D.C. for the uh, protest and the sexy little show. Anyway, the plane was full of women wearing you know uh, pink uh, pink cat ears and what have you. And there were three guys, and I think two of them were wearing the MAGA hats, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a plane full of... <laughs> the whole plane was full of protesters, and these three guys <laughs> were on this one plane. And you can hear... The plane was like a big celebration of, of anti-Trump, you know, whatever. And these three guys just had to sit there and endure it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make a Good. fuss. No, they didn't. No, there's they... nothing they could do. They yeah. were outnumbered like eighty to one. It yeah. was it was awesome. <laughs> That's excellent. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yep. That was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I think I I should have that. Just gotta scroll down. I did a really poor piss poor impression. That was beautiful. There you go. Zangi from Street Fighter the movie. You know, the movie that killed Raul Julia. <laughs> no, it did not. I, no, it did not. I mean, he he was pretty much terminal during the filming, but I like to pretend that movie was so bad it killed Raul Julia. Look, must well, all my dreams die to that? He said he wanted to do it for his kids. Right, he but wanted to do it cool. for his kids. Yeah, you know, that's why the he hammed, reason, it up, hammed it up. A lot of actors are doing movies. Like, he went out girl. his way. 
Kate Beckinsale yeah. and Underworld and uh, what's her face for Resident Evil? Uh, Mia, Mia, Mia Jovovich. Jovovich. You know, a lot of these people do these 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 uh, game video game movies specifically for kids or nephews or nieces. I will I say, I'm cool. I will say the one good thing about the Super Mario Brothers film was Bob Hoskins actually did make a good Mario. Never saw it. Oh, consider yourself lucky, because the rest of yeah. it was horrible. <laughs> that was, yes, that but was, I have seen Manos Hand of Fate, so I That was Dennis Hopper's penalty for being a right-wing tool, was he had to make Super Mario Brothers. Okay. All right, well, uh, Kenny, un- unless you object, we're, we're, we've got one more political thing to talk about. Next segment. No, I'm just reading up on uh, uh, crackhead Michael Lindell. So that's the my the my pillow guy, right? My pillow. That's a my pillow full of crack. Story. I wonder if you've ever visited Port uh, Port Pierce, Florida, because that was where the crack capital was in the eighties. <laughs> he probably did. You know, all right, we got All right, and I'll I'll have something else to say about this. But go. Yeah, we we got to go to break. I'm sorry. Real quick, Kenny. Kenny, go. Oh, I said I'll uh, go. Go to break. I'll oh, say it oh. When we come back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm okay. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Attention, people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we're back. Excuse me. Uh, Join me, as always, out of the mediocre city of... (laughs) (laughs) God, it never fails. It never fails. 
Uh, anywho, uh, join me as always on the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, uh, Mother of Cats, etc., etc. Michelle Lagan. Very good, very good. All right, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM, uh, yeah, GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Hey, howdy. And finally, singing for all three hours, out of his generosity, Mr. Kenny Pick out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I just got back from uh, confronting uh, Chelsea Clinton and blaming her for 9-11. Oh, good lord. (sighs) Sorry, I saw that last night, and I fucking couldn't believe the... And apparently... Um, <clears throat> the student activist who got in her face and blamed her for rhetoric that caused the uh, the massacre in New Zealand in Christchurch, the mosques, um, uh, you know, sticking her finger in a very pregnant Chelsea Clinton's face, screaming at her and saying she's the problem. I, I, I'm looking at an article they wrote on BuzzFeed trying to get clarification as to what she did that was bad. And apparently she had a conversation with Representative uh, Omar, and that was uh, their justification. It was insane. So Insane in the membrane. You know who else is also insane? Uh (laughs) No. Crack smoking Mike Lindell? Yes, but also uh, the guy in the Oval Office, a.k.a. The greatest Americans hero. No puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear you won't admit. No, you're the the I'm gonna bomb the shit out of them. Hey, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. I move in here like a bitch. No politician in history, and I say this with great purity, has been treated worse or more unfairly. I don't know what I said. I don't remember. He's gonna lie. I don't remember. I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not ranting and raving, I'm just telling you. You know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Guys, I know we've done some fucked up things before, but I think this takes the fucked up cake. You know how I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not going to say we shouldn't, you know, sit out in 2020. We got this sewn up. It's in the bag. He can't win. I'm not saying that, but you want to know how one reason why I'm convinced he knows he, he's convinced he's losing and will lose is that he had to come out this week in an interview with, uh, what was it? Not so Breitbart. I think it was. And basically mm-hmm. threaten to sick his attack dogs on people if they don't, if they don't just you know shut up and kiss his orange ass. Uh, can you imagine the colossal shitstorm that was started if President Obama said, you know, if you don't agree with me and if you don't leave me alone to do whatever I want, I'm gonna sick the Black Panthers on you. <laughs> I mean. I mean, he couldn't even wear a tan suit without them hyperventilating. Oh, my God. 
so he said, you know, he's like, I've got the police, I've got the military, like, like they're monolithic institutions. Um, I can tell you this, as someone who serves enlisted in officers day in and day out, some of them might be willing to throw away their lives for Schittler. The vast majority of them would not. And I, I believe the same is with police officers. I think that certain aspects of law enforcement feel empowered by this president, you know, like ICE. They basically have allowed themselves to turn into his personal brown shirts. And I, I'm sorry to say, that's not exa an exaggeration. I feel, if anything, that's probably sugarcoating it a bit. I'll take tan suits over brown shirts any day. I, I yeah. second. So, like I said... He's basically saying, you know, I've got these people who are armed, dangerous, and stupid. So uh, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to sick them on you, you know? I mean, how is this allowed to go on? I mean, is Mueller, like, just jotting this down in his, you know, notebook of stuff Schittler's done that he should be impeached for? I mean... This man's tearing apart this country, threatening violence against people just because they don't agree with him. I... Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I don't I can't argue that. Um, you know, when he got elected, I knew I knew this country's going to suffer pain. There's going to be a price to be extracted to get this guy out. And I can't disagree with um, Michael Cohen when he said that uh, Trump will not leave the office willingly. I I agree. I mean, I think I think he's look. I mean, we all know he didn't actually want the job. It's a vanity project for him. It's uh, you know, it it, it was all about his ego and stroking his giant orange ego. That's the only thing giant and orange about him. Pretty much. Um, I just made a picture for everybody in the chat room, so there you go. Of what? Let, let's take a look. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Obama in the tan suit, and it says, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing anyway. is, it's like, they, it's like they want a second civil war. It's like, did you guys not pay attention to the first one where we beat you? And by we, I mean, of course, loyal patriotic Americans who believe in the Union. Okay. I don't consider myself someone, I don't, you know, I live in Alabama, I'm not from Alabama. Kenny, you know this, I, that, that is like, the single worst thing you can say about me is, he's from Alabama. No, I am from Illinois, goddammit! <laughs> Northern Illinois! I was born in the middle of a cold Illinois winter. Mm. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like they don't realize. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got the pea shooter. Yeah, you've got your guns. We've got the military, you know, the people who swore an oath to this country who have tanks. I'm putting my money on the tank. Yeah. Thank you, know, you very much. I'm, I'm Kenny, Michelle, Miles, you all know. 
not not the greatest math person in the world. <laughs> Whenever we do our our Pathfinder game, I think that's painfully obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I could do this. You know, this is basic math here. Rifle lesser than tank. Simple equation. It's so simple, even I get that. So, I mean, like I said, if you guys want a second civil war, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to take up arms against my fellow countrymen, but, you know, <laughs> pick up a history book. See how well that worked out for you the first time, because uh, it didn't work out so well. You know, they, they, they seem to forget, guys, that the South, the former Confederacy, Confeder Confederacy, Confederacy, Okay. Exists solely uh, uh, to exists today solely because the North felt kind of bad for how badly they beat them and rebuilt them. The North was like, you know, maybe we went a bit too far. So those people, those those you know, East and West, you know, those East Coast liberals that the conservatives have so much disdain for, they forget. You owe everything to us. You exist because of our good graces. You're allowed to parasitize this country for some bizarre reason because we just don't feel like ripping you off like, like the leeches you are. That, I got nothing. I can't disagree. You know, so keep, like I said, I, keep I'm still, I'm just, I'm still just having a hard time. You know, just all these bitter memories about the tan suit are really getting me down. I'm, I'm sorry, Kenny. <laughs> well, <laughs> let, well, let, let's, well, let's go to this. So, uh, Beto O'Rourke, Beto O'Rourke, announces his campaign for president. And, and here's the thing, I've seen, I'm not going to name names, but she's a former guest of this show, who is not Nicole Sandler. I'm being serious about that, by the way. Not Nicole Sandler. Because we don't really do guests that much anymore. Um, but it's, you know, my beef with her is completely different. Um, who is basically saying, look, I'm not saying I think, I'm not saying Beto is my guy, okay? My guy is, I will, I look, if the Democrats nominate a sentient dog turd for president, I will vote for the sentient dog turd. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, in conjunction with Beto O'Rourke, <clears throat> excuse me, Beto O'Rourke uh, announcing his uh, bid for presidency, he also, um, I don't know if you guys caught this, he also announced his new residency, living rent-free in every Trump cultist brain. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. We've got some more audio from uh, Fox and Freaks. But, so this person we've had on the show before was complaining was like why should he run for president he lost to ted cruz i was like he lost to a he lost by only three points in a blood red state yeah okay he basically basically he forced republicans to have to campaign in texas and they yeah. still barely won yeah and then and, and ted go ahead i i just want to say real quick is uh you know what? What are we basing this on? Political experience now, because uh, Trump just blew any expectations of political experience out of the water. Damn right. You know. Yeah. So go ahead. I Miles. mean, 
I was going to say that Ted Cruz was at least a known for the Texans. They, you know, the, the, the conservatives know him or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Trump is your elitist New York. They can't stand the man. And if you put Beto, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% saying Beto's going to win the Democratic nomination. He's got personality. He can really, I mean, he could, but I don't expect him to. But I think Beto would make an excellent VP pick because that puts I, yeah, Texas I agree. in the battlefield. I think, t- yeah. That's you the- groom him at, at, in the VP position for, to follow up. You know, if he's if he's the VP, I mean, I've been saying uh, 2020 Warren Beto. I mean, I'd love Elizabeth Warren with Beto to be her running mate. Oh, <laughs> well, see, but, and, and and I will say this one one thing. Uh, someone I listen to on a regular basis said something this week that kind of put put the 2020 race in perspective for me. And I'm going to say the name Michelle. I'm sorry, but Randy Rhodes was saying. Basically, don't look at it as you're only getting one of the, one of these. Look at it as you're picking the president, and the rest of them are going to be his cabinet. That's fair. Um, and I do agree. I think Beto O'Rourke as uh, as VP would be a great pick because if the Republicans have to spend money in Texas, well, let, let's put it this way: if they have to choose between spending money in Texas or spending money in Wisconsin, they're gonna mm. they're gonna go for Texas. They can't. They, they can afford to lose they, Wisconsin. They cannot afford to lose Texas. Correct. They can't. And, well, here's. Uh, I, I mentioned this, uh, and I really wanted to talk about this on my show, but I didn't get a chance to. Is <clears throat> the the whole thing with people like Beto getting in and every, everybody else? You know, a lot of people are complaining. Oh, why are there so many people? There's too many people. Oh, they just need. And it's like, hold on a second. We need this crowded field. We need it. The only thing I'm concerned about is too much shit talk and mudslinging among our ranks. And that's only going to be fueled by people, uh, you know, on our side who are like, they have no business. Why should I vote? You know, uh, chill out on that shit. It's still early. This deep bench for us is important because what is it going to cause Trump and conservatives to do? They're going to attack. And they're going to spread their attacks thinner and thinner and thinner throughout a, a deep bench. He could Trump couldn't resist going after Beto O'Rourke the other day it, it, for his hand gestures. Oh, you're going to talk to somebody about their hand gestures, Mr. Pussy Grabber? You're going to talk to somebody about their hand gestures when you mocked a disabled reporter uh, with your with your little, you know, and... and and first of all, your hands are very small. Do not talk about a man's hands. Beto O'Rourke's hands are very big. Donald Trump. Yeah. Very, very, very big. Big manly hands that would swallow your little greasy claw uh, in a handshake. Um, and so, you know, I, I love this. I love the, the, the petty. This is going to force. And another thing, too, the more women and the more people of color who are in. Um, is uh, another thing too is that is going to lay bare the superficial racist nature of the Trump cult too because they're not going to be able to resist they're going to start with dog whistles and they're going to end up with full on you know 
screeching klaxons, uh, you know, by the by the end of this. We've got douchey sign is basically what you're saying. There is what they're going to yeah. go to. <laughs> All right. Um, so, like I said, I'm not saying I'm going. I'm a be- I'm a Beto guy. All I'm saying is this particular person is downplaying his yeah. accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. How lost. can anybody say they're an anybody person right now? It's too early. You know, I have personal preferences, but I'm not going to start. The the thing is, the more I say who I really, really want out there, and I don't have my mind made up because I love, like, you know, 10 people running, you know? And I I cannot say that I have my mind made up on who who it's going to be. But I'll tell you what, I know there are some people out there, and I'm not going to name a single name. There are people out there who need to whip their messaging into shape. There, there are people out there who need to try to become a little bit more relatable to all people, and um, you know there are people who probably need to make some apologies for things that they've said that are you know are a little untoward you know. Oh. So, but to say who I'm in for, it's not even worth it. I'm not going to donate money to anybody until at least a year from now. And I know people need money right now, but honest to God, it, I just feel like it, it you know, it, it's it's throwing it away. Let the core supporters take care of it. I'm not giving anybody any money. I'm not giving anybody my endorsements until not like it carries any weight. But honestly, I'm not talking about it that much because I don't want to piss people off. Because people are so dead set against certain people right now. And it's like, we can't, I can't, in my opinion... I can't afford to be against anybody at this point. As long as they're not Trump, I'm considering them a worthwhile candidate. Yeah, I'm not and against I love, any I, candidates we have. Yeah, and I love Jeb Bush is out there saying Trump needs the he needs a Republican challenger. Anything uh, that Beto actually pointed this out, any of the candidates we have on the Democratic side is better than what we have now. Yeah. Yeah. He was well, yeah. basically pointing infant- that out. Infinitely that's, more qualified. And then yeah. the thing is, I don't understand how people let the, you know, bought the, you know, it's like, for me, 2016 was a well-done choice. It was, who do you want to pick the next Supreme Court justice? Because someone, w- someone was going to die, <coughs> you know, and of course, you know, and yeah. it's like, how could people hem and haw and like, oh, my candidate didn't win, so I'm not going to vote. It's like, you're a fucking moron. You're a moron. It's a simple choice. Who's going to put? We got to start being as ruthless as the Republicans about this. And if it, need, if it means boiling it down to one issue, the Supreme Court, then that's what we need to do. Um. So anyway, uh, Fox and Freaks, <coughs> excuse me, it is not does not like Beto. Of course not. Because he reads too much. Here's Brian. <laughs> here's Brian Dickweed to explain. All right, so Beta, uh, Vanity Fair has a huge article and feature on him. It's almost as if they helped launch his campaign. Uh, here's a quote from it. He says, I want to be in it. Man, I'm just born to be in it. They also point out that he has this huge library, uh, as if it's a big plus that he reads books. We would assume that. And he talks to all the presidential libraries there and the writer writes. There's always a sense that he belongs on that, as if a book of a president's going to be in there. But listen, he's got a lot of charisma. He's got a lot of presence. I know uh, one of the reasons he's not running 
up for Senate is because he personally gets along with Senator John Cornyn and didn't really relish the fact of running against him. But, uh, man, I know uh, Abraham Lincoln did it, but it's very tough to lose an election uh, for the Senate and then try to get the ultimate prize, and that's the presidency. That's right. He said and I will say, I kind of understand, you know, on one hand, I understand Beto O'Rourke's feelings for, you know, about John Cornyn. On the other hand, here's the thing, is that at this point in our country's history, you have two choices. You're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. John Cornyn is part of the problem. And if you don't do something to fix that problem, you are in effect part of the problem as well. That said, I'm willing to bet John Cornyn's going to be a pretty hard nut to crack anyway. I'd rather see money flood into Kentucky. Mitch McConnell, his, his uh, approval rating is 33%. He is vulnerable, folks. We can take him down and just imagine how weak it's going to make the Republicans when we, look, when we pick off the Senate Majority Leader. If his, I mean, things could be so bad for him that he could pull a Jack Ryan. Uh, you're well, you're going to have to explain that to me, please. He bailed before the election. He was, he, you mean he Paul, was Ryan. Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan. Jack Ryan's a, a movie character. <laughs> Paul Ryan. So. Yeah, someone so. <laughs> said <coughs> Someone said that, and I, I don't know. I don't think Mitch McConnell is that sort of person. I, I think he'd have to get to, like, the low 20s before he thinks about retirement. He's I got more time to screw himself over. I mean, I'm no, I agree. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm saying that, on one hand, he basically succeeded in stealing a Supreme Court seat. His mission is done. Yes. On the other hand, we know he loves being an asshole in charge with power. He loves to abuse the power because that's what conservatives always want. That is that is what they want is control over other people. Conservatism is about control. It's about saying, I don't like your choices, so I'm going to use my power to force you to choose what I want. You know, sort of like the Cal, you know, the the you know uh, the Calvinist John Calvin, who said, you know, uh, you know, you're going to behave like the elect, even though we don't know if you made it into heaven. Um, and so he was just a brutal dick. Anywho, so like I said, I'm I'm not 100% for Beto. I, I like I said, I will vote for. I will commit right now to voting for whoever wins the Democratic nomination. Even if it's Bernie Sanders. Uh, even if it's a sentient dog turd. I want I want to see Donald Trump dug in the Oval Office like a tick to where we have to send in a SWAT team to breach the door and drag his ass out. Well, you know there's going to be some indictments with some people with handcuffs right there at the end. <laughs> That's going to be... Okay, uh... I, I know this is the last of the political talk, but <laughs> I would love because the the, the the typical thing during the um, inauguration day when the new president's being sworn in, the old president gets I think gets flown out on uh, Marine One somewhere yes. back into civilian life, if you will. So I'm wondering, is that going to happen with Trump, or is he just going to be handed right over to the authorities? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he'll just be you know airlifted right into 
uh, at prison. I'm going to pardon myself. Oh, I'm sorry. This is these, a, are, uh, these are neat <clears throat> state indictments. You you can't do that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The, this this isn't Trump Tower. You know, no, sir. It's your new prison cell. Enjoy. All right. So when we come back, yes, we commence with the nerd talk. And we, ha- we will start with a very special edition of Myth Information. Why? Because American Gods finally... Came back last Sunday. Now, did did everyone do their homework that I, you know... I did. I looked over the list, and I didn't pick a single one, because I don't understand. I couldn't even pronounce those names. If you said said pick three, and I'm like, what? I've been very busy the past Yeah, Michelle Renegade. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I as well. I had a lot of stuff going on today. It's okay. We can still talk about this, but we're not going to spoil. We're not going to spoil it. So yes, we'll be doing uh, a very special myth information, and then we got some uh, promote some promoting to do for a a friend of the program. So we'll be right back after this on Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio. With Adam Hebert. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Tries to keep up with Mr. Jones. 
This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. This is what I am called. I am called Glad of War, Grim Raider, and Fur. I am One-Eye. I am also called Highest and True Gether. I am Grimnir and the Hooded One. I am All-Father, Gondlier, One-Bearer. I have as many names as there are wings, as many titles as there are ways to die. My ravens are Yugin and Moon in thought and memory. My wolves are Fakie and Gary. My horse is the gallows. I am Odin! All right. Yes, that's who we're talking about. I'm with information. But first, my my fellow co-conspirators in the resistance. To wit, out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM... No, wait. Uh, who was first last time? I think it was Miles. So... The Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagan. 
me, and I call Odin a dick. Yeah, well, he's you would. Thor, his son. You would not. You you would not be wrong in that. Uh, and also joining us on the Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Mr. Miles Legon. Yes, and I am just slightly less. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. And you're Loki's father. Just yeah. a little. Just a bit. Just a little oh, bit. I All gotta right. say, though, Ian McShane is killing it. Oh, yes. I, I, I've, I, you know, I've been a fa- I never got to see him as Lovejoy. I've been trying to find that series, like, on a streaming service just to check it out. But um, I loved him as um, Tai Long and Kung Fu Panda. Um, you know, I'm more familiar with his voice work, but he is brilliant as Mr. Wednesday. Anyway, back to back to it, and that is out of Cleveland, Ohio, sitting in for all three hours tonight, Mr. Kenny Pick himself, the all-father of our, right. pantheon, of our pantheon of misfits. That's right. And my latest Mego custom was to put some, I took acetone and cleaned off the paint from a set of Kiss boots and put them on one of my Frankenstein customs. So now he has platform shoes. Very nice. nice. But uh, (laughs) anyway, um, just before we really dive into the to the uh, mythology of Odin, I just want to say, first of all, uh, one thing I really want to do with myth information is I want to build it up into a semi into into a fairly, you know, I enjoy I enjoy I legitimately enjoy, you know, telling mythology, talking about mythology and whatnot. But I also want to share my sources you know, if I reference a myth, I'd like to start sharing that sort of stuff as part of the show notes uh, when I post the radio show, when I post the podcast. So we're going to start doing that if there's a free source. And usually for this stuff, there is a a uh, a, a uh, commons version, a, a, a um, fair use version. Um, I will try and include that. I will also try and include Amazon links to the books I reference because I've got a bunch of mythology books. And so, uh, hopefully, that will help. We'll get people started. But yes, this week we're, on Myth Information, we're talking about the All Father himself, Odin, um, who uh, has a pretty impressive resume, guys, uh, in terms of deities. Um, and unlike Zeus, he can keep it in his pants for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but he just likes to enslave and torture people. Well, yes. Go. But, you know, all right. Um, so for the first thing you need to know about Odin is that he is the head deity of the Norse pantheon. He rules over the land of gods known as Asgard. He is a god of knowledge, magic, death, and has many other purviews. Um, other forms of his name, you might hear Woden or Wotan, they all refer to the same deity. It's just uh, Woden and Wotan are slightly more archaic forms of Odin. Odin is generally the name he's known by today. Wotan is closer to the way they originally pronounced it. Another important thing you need to know is that the day, and again, this is why Odin goes by Mr. Wednesday in American Gods, um, his name is the origin of Wednesday. It was originally Woden's Day. Um, and, and that's the thing is that a lot of our days are named after Norse deities. Uh, you know, f- the first few days, a few days are named after planets. You know, Saturn, Sunday, Sat- Saturday, Saturn's day, Sunday, the sun's day, Monday, the moon's day. And then Tuesday is Tuesday, Tears Day, Wednesday, of course, Woden's Day. 
Thursday, Thor's Day, and Friday is either Frigga's Day or Freya's Day. It's it's kind of it goes back and forth. Um, he, he epithets. Now, what? Uh, um, I I could have sworn we talked about Ho- Homeric hymns before, and one of the th- things in Homeric hymns is there's a lot of epithets for the gods. You know, you've got like um. You know, Zeus, the Aegis Bearer, you know, stuff like that. Those are epithets. Those are, you know, they're titles for the for specific gods, but without saying the god's name. And mm-hmm. Odin has a lot of epithets. <clears throat> I mean, like, I, I, I shared the Wikipedia page. There is a Wikipedia page just for his epithets. Wow. And. Um, and this is reflect- like almost as it's it's like he it's almost like as many uh, awful nicknames there are for Trump. Yes, um, yeah. and one thing is is that this many epithets is reflective of the many varied roles he plays in the pantheon. Uh, of course, again, he's the god of magic. He's the god of death. He's to some extent a trickster. He you know all sorts of stuff. He's a god of sacrifice. He is arguably a god of war because he's preparing for Ragnarok. So, I mean, all these epithets are basically a reflection of he do, he does a lot. He, he gets a lot of action in Norse mythology. Um, some of my favorite epithets for him are, uh, of course, Allfather, uh, Grimnir, which means the hooded one. Um, and, and I'm kind of counting this as one epithet because there are three different people, but they're all Odin in the story. And that is high, just as high in third. And uh, finally, uh, Harbard or Greybeard in English. Hmm. Um, and, and one thing is, is that um, Odin would pursue knowledge for knowledge's sake. He just wanted to know as much as possible. Um, of course, you know, he also had a goal, which was he wanted to prevent Ragnarok, um, the, the, basically the end, you know, the end of the world. And one thing I want to stress about this is that even though he put all this effort into trying to avoid Ragnarok, one key theme you see in Norse mythology is that fate will not be denied. Fate will not be cheated. Fate has decreed the Asgard, the the Norse deities will die at Ragnarok. You may be able to kick the can down the road by protecting Balder, but Balder is fated to die and Ragnarok is fated to happen. Fate will not be cheated. Fate will not be denied. Odin is fated to die. That you know, and and he knows this. I mean, he knows that he all he can do is kick the can down the proverbial robe. Um, Odin was not as much as Loki, but he was a god of trickery. He would wander Midgard, or the mortal world, disguised as an old traveler wearing a hood or a broad-rimmed hat with a beard. This is where we get Greybeard, you know, uh, Harbard from, Greybeard. And this form of Odin is probably what inspired Tolkien to come up with the character of Gandalf. Tolkien was it. Tolkien was big on Norse mythology. You know all those fancy names he gives his swords? That's totally a Norse thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um 
or Chris the Goblin Slayer, you know, stuff like that. Those that is a traditional Norse thing to do, you know. Um, and if you look at the, like some artist renderings of Odin and his guys as a wanderer, you would think that was a a drawing of Gandalf. <clears throat> um, sorry, I'm just looking over my notes. <laughs> um, he he was devoted to gaining knowledge, as as he mentioned in that clip. He had two ravens, Hugin and Munin, thought and memory, who he would send out to the, through the world to gather up new knowledge every day. And here's one thing that's significant about Hugin and Munin. Again, ravens. What are ravens? Well, they're birds, duh, but they're also carrion birds on occasion. They will occasionally eat dead meat. And what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? They're associated with death. So you're you're getting dun, layers. Dun, dun. Yes, they're getting layers upon layers of symbolism with this with this mythological character. Um, he gained knowledge of runes and therefore magic. Ooh, magic! By hanging himself on Yggdrasil, the world tree, after being stabbed by a spear for nine days. And here's the funny thing: is he sacrificed himself to himself? <laughs> so he, stop he, hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting had, yourself. Where, yes. where have we heard that in other religions? <clears throat> he had quite the ego. Oh, yeah. Um, another way he gained his knowledge was by sacrificing an eye to drink from Mimir's well. So that's why he's tr- traditionally portrayed, you know, portrayed as one eye with an eye patch. He ripped out that eye and placed it in the well as payment to drink from it. And yeah. and you know, in the myth- in the Eddas, that eye is still there. Uh, he is fated to die at Ragnarok, uh, when he is swallowed by the giant wolf Fenrir. He is a blood brother to Loki. Not the best idea. Um, and he's a father to Balder and Thor, who are two of the most important gods in the Pantheon. And he is the husband to Frigga. Who, uh... Uh, basically, her biggest moment in the in the mythology was she weeped over Baldur's death. <clears throat> okay, uh, and and some other stuff. He is the owner of Gungnir, a spear that never misses its target when thrown. He also owns Thrapnir, a magic ring that makes it's a gold ma- it's a gold magic ring that every morning makes eight identical magic rings. And finally, he is the owner of Sleipnir, an eight-legged horse born by Loki in the shape of a mare. He got freaky. <laughs> yep. Um, and now here's here's the here's the meat. Well, no, this is I wouldn't say, but uh, some important stories that involve Odin. There's a uh, Gilfaginning or the deception of Gilfi. This is in the prose edda, and there's a dis- there's a very important difference between the prose and poetic eddas. Anyway, Odin takes on the identities of High, Justice High, and Third, to engage Gilfi, also called G- Gangleri, in a contest of wisdom by answering questions asked by Gilfi. This is kind of a a regular trope in Norse mythology: is you show off 
your wisdom by answering questions. He plays an important role in uh, Loka Senna, the quarrel of Loki. Um, when he became blood brothers with Loki, he swore an oath to never drink where Loki wasn't welcome. And after the death of Balder, Loki wasn't welcome anywhere. And he shows up at a dining hall where the gods are, are I won't say party because, you know, Balder just died. They know the end is coming, but, you know, they're having dinner and Loki says, Odin, you swore you would never drink where I wasn't welcome. And Loden says, yeah, you got me, Loki, come in. And Loki takes advantage of that to insult all of the gods. It's a fun read. Uh, the Volspa. Odin uses magic to raise the spirit of a long-dead Volva. Volva, not the other word. Or Cirrus. He asks her questions about the world's beginning and end. Um, another important one is... Uh, Harbard song or the lay of Harbard. Again, a lot of these titles depend on what source you're reading. I I generally use the the versions the the books I had I was assigned in college. They're per, they're they're pretty solid. Um. Anyway, Odin disguises himself as Harbard, an elderly ferryman. He refuses to help Thor cross a river, and the two trade insults. So he's even being a dick to his own son. He's very good at that. Yes. And finally, of course, the big one. Uh, Ragnarok. Odin leads the gods in battle, eventually dying when he is swallowed by Fenrir. So again, uh, you know, I, again, a lot of this stuff is Odin knows he's fated to die. And he knows fate will not be denied. So uh, everything he does isn't to avoid Ragnarok. It's to delay it. But yeah, uh, Odin's a very fascinating character. Uh, but and, and that's the thing is that one thing I notice is that when you when you picture your god when you, when your gods are anthropomorphic when they're when they're basically human like in appearance, they tend to have flaws. You know, Zeus again couldn't keep it in his toga. Hera jealousy. Susano, uh, you know, he was basically the embodiment of the storm. And 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 no one is the same way. He's he he is pictured by humans as being human, and he has human flaws. So yeah, that's I mean, um, and some of the sources I used, of course, I used the prose edda, the poetic edda, um, and a lot of this stuff you can find for, you can find for you know for through for fair use on Wikipedia. Um, and I'll try and include links to that as well as Amazon links to the books I use. Because um, I'm pretty sure it is not legal for me to excerpt and share on the internet my uh, parts from my mythology books. Yeah, you'd have to translate it into your own words. I can do that. It's just time consuming. Yeah. I mean, I remember how I told, I remember I told the story of Susan O in an entertaining way. Yes. Or at least I thought. I think I did. Uh, all right. So before we go to break, uh, first of all, can <coughs> excuse me, Kenny. Do we have any update on Kim? 
I do. I was hoping you would ask. Uh, she is actually going to be able to join us at uh, the, the in, our, in our final segment. Oh, okay. That's great. Great, great, and, great. Yeah. And hopefully, I don't know she... if you guys want to talk about the new Endgame trailer, but that just came oh, out. Yes, we will. Amazing. We will, because I was an idiot and didn't recognize Captain Marvel. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was what? Bond at the end. That. I, was, I looked at him. I'm like, really? Is Adam pulling our leg? <laughs> no, I was being serious. She you looks. Face, do you have face blindness? Do you need people to be in their costumes? <laughs> Look, I I realized my mistake. You know what? I get the lesson here. Don't admit my mistakes. Bingo. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. All right. All right. And and tomorrow, our friend uh, Britt Wolf is having a birthday party. Well, in a 500 stream party too, uh, starting at was it? It was noon Eastern. You said, Michelle. Yes. Sounds right. In his in his Twitch channel, I'll be there. Michelle will be there. Of course, Britt Wolf will be there. It's gonna. We're gonna in have a his fun time. Sparkle outfit. Yeah, he's, he's yes. pony outfit. Yeah, Twilight Sparkle. He's I'm disappointed. He, I'm disappointed. Sailor Moon didn't win. Come on. He's already he's, done it. He's already done Sailor Moon. So what? I vote for Twilight Spark. I've I've done a Moogle for Halloween every year for like the past four years at work. Well, you lost out on the vote. <laughs> you should have voted more. You know, vote like a vote like a conservative. Often, <laughs> early and often. Yeah, early and often. My my sense of honor and integrity will not allow me to do that. Yeah, there you go. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It, it, it will be fun, and I intend to be there. Uh, it's so, giving yeah. away game codes. You're going to have a chance to win stuff. So, hey, get on, get we, on Twitch. Follow Britt Wolf. Yes, and, and while you're there, the while you're there, follow Critical Role as well. It's going to be a blast. It is going to be a blast. I will, I, I'm, you know, let me put it this way. I'm off tomorrow. I am getting up at, like, 10 on a Sunday that I'm off just for this party. And if you <clears throat> missed it, he's he's doing The Hobbit. This Friday, he did the encounter with Bilbo and Gollum. And he did a wonderful Gollum, book, Gollum voice. He, he riddled he with Gollum. A magic ring he won. You know, I think yeah. we're gonna have to, uh, Kenny. Uh, I think we're gonna have to do the the Bella to Bilbo Baggins tonight on Midnight Sun for that. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> all right. So What's yeah. What's funny is, as he's reading The Hobbit, all I can do is when he's reading the songs, is think of the Rankin Bass yeah, cartoon that's... Hobbit, <laughs> and I hear the music as he's reading it, and it that's it makes great. me smile. Well, and I will say that's kind of like my thing. I can tell you that I've already decided that when when my nephew's older, I will be reading The Hobbit to him. And I've I've, I've always said that the Rankin Bass versions of the songs in the book are for me the only version. You know. Yeah, it's like um, Glenn Garborough did some of the singing. And yes, some he of did. The and um, yeah, it was what's the uh, Orson Bean? Was it? Yeah. Bilbo and John Hughes uh, was Gandalf. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, uh, I got a I got a little bit of news too. Um, I just uh, Mort Treehorn shared an event on my Facebook page. Um, guess who's coming to Cleveland for the second time ever? Weird Al. Uh, I saw I saw him the first time around when he came to Cleveland many many years ago, and now John Michael Thor is returning to play at the Winchester in May. That sounds like fun. So, May 2nd. That's a Thursday. So I don't even have to miss any shows. Very cool. I, I would love to ask him about... I, I would love to ask him about some of the movies he made. Rock and Roll Nightmare, yeah, baby. M- rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, zombie Nightmare. VHS copy of that, but from <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing is that I could, you know, he strikes me as someone who's okay with his place in B movie history. Like he doesn't, like, he's not oh. like Jonah. Huh? You know, it, I said, oh yeah, and you know, when I was one of my early interviews with him, which unfortunately uh, have been lost, um, forever. Um, he said he was actually trying to broker getting a walk-on in the first Thor movie, first Marvel Thor movie. So, but it then it never happened. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, that is. He, I'm just saying that a lot of people, like I know, Jodan Baker, fame is famous for hating Mystery Science Three Three Thousand because of how what they did with Mitchell. It's like, you know, and then you got people like John Mickle Thor. Who he he okay? It's an it's not a great movie. They're making fun of it, yeah. But they're it's not like they're they're being malicious. I have Kenny. You you. I mean, I know you haven't seen as many mystery science theater episodes as I have, but have you ever seen them being genuinely malicious towards a film or towards the actors? No, I wouldn't say that. Usually, they're malicious <laughs> towards people who aren't in it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, They'll they'll bring up a kind of a cruel reference to somebody who isn't in the movie, um, but uh, but now yeah, I I've uh, you know uh, yeah but uh, yeah John Michael Thor has a very good uh, it, you know he was in character during the interviews I did with him back in the day and what it, I might have one or two of these burned to a CD somewhere but I I'll have to dig but um, he stayed in character in his interviews but I was able to kind of grind down. And get you know some really cool responses from him um, on on questions, uh, and I think we talked about the movies, but it's again it was well over ten years ago that I did these interviews. So well, not well over, about ten years ago. So so you are going to go see him though, right? Yeah, I'm going to go see it for sure. I mean, it should be a cheap show, and I can buy some merch and get him to sign it. Um, he'll remember me, uh, so that's exciting. I hope, I hope he does. Um, I actually, uh, I almost set up another North American tour for him, and he wanted me and uh, my band, he wanted basically Hairwolf to be his backing band for a small tour. No! That would have been neat. Yeah, it's true, but we could, logistically we couldn't do it, and he wasn't, um, he, he really, we talked about it, um, and it just logistically, it wouldn't work because he, he wanted to, you know, put a lot of stuff on my shoulders about it. And when he started talking about guarantees and stuff like that, I just was like, I'm, I'm way in over my head. I, I was like, I, yeah, I don't think I'm really the guy to, to tackle something like this, but 
I thought, you know, we can maybe do a small East Coast tour, uh, but it didn't happen. But that's that's what a lot of mus- older musicians do is they'll just pick up a band in, you know, because he's, uh, you know, they'll just pick up a band wherever they go and have them learn the music. And we were willing to travel, but uh, and Mort was going to Mort from Kill the Hippies was going to be second guitar because he's more of a lead player than me. So but this it is didn't a better happen. story but than yeah. the Kevin Conroy story. Yeah, I mean, I used to talk to Thor all the time. Uh, you know, he he started. We kind of fell out of touch, uh, and I know we got to go to break, but we kind of fell out of touch when all there were there was uh, the big documentaries that he was in started coming out. You know, there was a couple different. There was anthology, and then there was I am Thor. But yeah, so basically, a bunch of big stuff. A lot more people started paying attention to him, and I kind of fell by the wayside. Which is fine because I want to see him get you know success uh, you know as he gets older and everything. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, I'll shut up so you can go to break. All right, we'll be right back after this. Talk about the well. We'll talk about uh, Endgame. We got some other nerd news, some good nerd news, all sorts of stuff, and then of course Kim Williams at the bottom of the air. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. All right, and we're back for our number three here on Mike Check Radio. Join me as always, uh, the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, dungeon master, mother of cats, first to rename, etc., etc. 
Miss Shelligon. Michelle? That's oh, no. me, the five, the five crown queen. I, I forgot to unmute us. Sorry, just like Chrissy, because you two have been, you know, sharing the same microphone for a while. Uh, did something happen to your snowball? No, no, not at all. This was just easier today. I didn't have to set up the other computer that I was using for my D&D game to take notes. Oh, just curious. Wanted to make sure anything was okay. Yodeling's great. You responded just in time. I was going to play the yodeling, yodeling pickle. Oh, yeah, thank well, God. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> I'm also spending more time with my hubby. So. Well, that, 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 yes. Speaking of, also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, give her foot rubs, Mr. Miles Lagon. Mm, yes, indeed. Stop her fidgeting. Stop her fidgeting. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yes, and another fun fact about that era of my life with uh, being friends with John Michael Thor, I also pitched a sequel to his album Only the Strong called uh, uh, Beware the Fury of the Ice Viking. Um, and I Now offered that's a B-movie right there. I offered to write all the songs on it and record music with our bands, but then... He he backed out of it. So, uh, but yeah, that was an actual conversation I had with him. So, um, but I always had all these ideas when I was talking to like these more famous people, and I just fucking never felt followed through, or things just fell apart. Always with a highfalutin idea. I'm still like that to a certain degree, but not as bad. Well, that's kind of cool though. Creative. Yeah. Yeah, I was excited about it. But anyway, Avengers Endgame. Well, I, I figured we would cover some of the smaller bits first and then do Avengers Endgame. Oh, I'm sorry. Cause, well, if we start Endgame, we're going to keep gushing and run out of time. <laughs> yes. So, small stuff first, then the big fish. All right, so, uh, two wit. Okay, well, first of all, this is completely... Uh, I, I know, we, you know, we we uh, we were supposed to end... We'll talk about, did you... I, just, I, I can't believe I forgot about the story. Did you hear about how the Trump administration was tracking... The menstrual cycles of women they were keeping in cages. What? That's that's completely normal and not creepy, right, guys? Wow. Jesus Christ. Anywho, oh. let's get to the good news because this is good news, uh, and that is James Gunn has been rehired to direct, uh, direct, and I am I believe produce Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Now I will say I am genuinely surprised at this. I figured Disney would never admit they fucked up that situation, but they did. Um, it also means, though, that we'll never get to see what Taika Waititi would do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. But, um, so I believe Guardians is slated for 2023, or is it 2022? Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll look into it. Um, but no, this is good news because because and I I will say this. I have a theory about why Disney is just now doing this, and it's related to Captain Marvel. Because in its first week, Captain Marvel made almost three times its production budget. 
made almost $600 million. What? The incel outrage didn't hurt its not ticket a, sales? Not a, not no. a incel penny went to that. <laughs> no. So what I think happened is I think Disney, this was a wake up moment for Disney. And they said, why are we listening to these people? They clearly don't, you know, we don't need them to be successful. They're like, you know what? They, you know, because look, James Gunn was fired over bullshit. Pure and simple. His tweets were taken out of context. And, you know, when when viewed in context, they are perfectly acceptable because he said, I left that table read in disgust. He did not want to be around a pedophile. You know, so it, he was never joking about pedophilia. He was disgusted by it. So he should have been fired in the first place. I'm glad Disney reversed themselves. I'm really looking forward to Guardians Volume 3. Uh, I just wish it wasn't going to take that long. But, uh, you know, oh well. So that's some good news. Um... And hopefully we'll have some news out of Emerald City Comic Con next week. Really looking forward. To, really looking forward to seeing if I can see the the Critical Role show. Uh, they they they're nice about putting up their videos. So anyway, uh, let's talk about Endgame. Unless does anyone else have any other nerd news? You know, short nerd news. This no. is the most important thing I want to talk about. So unless Miles or Michelle has anything. Nope. I'm just looking for the other. James Gunn project. The what was it? Brightburn. Uh, yeah, Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah, that looks really fun. Basically, what if Superman was evil? I mean, they're yes. not even hiding it. They're not no. even hiding it. And it's no. It I think brutal. I think it's more about what would happen if Superman were bullied by a bunch of dick children. Well, it's also about bullying. Yeah. But but he does some pretty evil shit in response to that. He does. It, <laughs> Because he was bullied. Well, There's... I was bullied and I never did evil shit. You also don't have superpowers. Right? Well, no. Your baking Not skills... You know your, your baking skills I consider a superpower. <laughs> there you go. And evil. Wow. Yes. Endgame, though. Endgame. Yes. Is, yes. It, the, the trailer for this is magnificent. Um, I love how they go through all the emotional moments of the some of the original films. You know, the first Iron Man, um, about you know his personal struggles and getting out of the cave, and Captain America. You know, flashback to you know him being a scrawny weakling. Uh, you know, wanting desperately wanting to do the right thing, and um, and they and I know Adam, you you posited that perhaps the Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye footage in there, where there was a flashback to. Um, him training somebody with a bow. Uh, if you look closely, there are other family members in the background, like having a picnic in that scene. So I kind of doubt it's anybody other than his daughter, but you could be right. Well, and even if um, it is his daughter, they could be setting her up to be the MCU's yeah. version of Kate Bishop. You know, the, basically the idea oh, of sure. the concept his of Kate Bishop. Name is, maybe his daughter's name is Kate. I don't think we know, the, We, you know... You know, they, they they do that a lot, you know, in, in these movies. Or maybe she'll adopt an alias down the road, and then it'll be dun-dun-dun, she's really Hawkeye's daughter, you know? Yeah. Um, basically, basically but, Kate Bishop is the product of an awesome comic run where Hawkeye mm -hmm. teams up with 
another great archer. It's supposed to be really great. I need to I need to read more of it. So just in case you're wondering what I'm talking, I you know Kate Bishop is a pretty neat character. Anyway, continue, Mr. Pick. Yeah. Uh, it, but uh, what what really packs the punch in this trailer for me is there seems to be a, a few different scenes uh, that are all what I'm presuming, and I could be wrong. I could be dead wrong on this. But there are some scenes, and especially that gut-wrenching scene with Captain America. Oh, yeah. Tightening the strap on his shield, and then it goes to his face, and he's just like, fuck. You know, he, you know I mean, it, it, I've never seen Steve Rogers as shaken, uh, you know, and, and that was so, just that split second was just so emotionally powerful to think that Captain America is going up against something. What I am thinking is that it, that, that scene and then the one with uh, Gamora and the one with Ant-Man, uh, you see one with Ant-Man like springboarding off a pencil and there's like a headphone jack hanging down and there's like a bunch of debris and stuff. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that in the early portion of the film, what's going to happen is once Tony Stark and Gamora make it back. Gamora knows where Thanos is, you know, because in the in the movies, you know, he would always, you know, um, uh, I think she said it in, I don't know where she said it, but she would, when he was torturing her, uh, she he she would make him say, you know, he would say, oh well, you know, uh, there's a place where everything will be better and and whatever, and and she would she would say, where is this? And he would say, what the garden or something like that. Um, I, I'm trying to remember exactly. I, I watched a video where somebody mentioned it, and I don't exactly recall that stuff. But uh, more importantly, Gamora, is, she's going to know where Thanos is. So I'm thinking that scene that we saw in the first trailer where everybody's walking out and looking up is they're probably seeing the Benatar, the Guardians ship, that uh, you know either Tony Stark and uh, Gamora got you know working where they were rescued by somebody else. I think we can rule out Captain Marvel after the, the but I don't know. Uh, but, it, you know, maybe Pepper Potts, maybe she's going to do rescue and, and get them. You know, maybe she she pulled out all the stops on Stark Tech and uh, somehow orchestrated a rescue for him. Who knows? Um, but that scene with the, the, the scenes that I'm thinking, Captain America, Ant-Man, and Gamora, and I'm sure there are others. That to me looks like the first conflict with Thanos that just goes balls up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, because all of them look familiar. It, 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 you know, it looks like there's a bunch of Earth type uh, debris and wreckage and stuff like that. So I'm thinking that's the wreckage of the um, of the Benatar. You know, I know it, because I was like, well, if there's a pencil on a headphone jack, that could very well be Peter Quill's old old belongings that, you know, uh, you know, they arrive and Thanos just somehow knocks him out and and whatever. But, you know, that that begs the question, how the hell do they get off of new uh, Titan or whatever? But I think that I, that's my theory about those scenes. And I'll shut up and let you guys talk about it because we got it. We're going to have to make this quick to get to Kim. Yeah, well, we're. You were talking heart-wrenching scenes. I think another real poignant scene in that trailer is where Ant-Man is standing there staring at the telephone pole that's just 
plastered with missing mm-hmm. persons posters. Yeah. That was very, very intense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Scarlet, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Black Widow is growing her hair back out, and it's red with streaks of blonde. So I was happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. And her hair is definitely a very important thing in these trailers because it's showing time jumps. Yes, it is. Significant time jumps. Because it shows her blonde at one point. Yeah. And then the red growing out. Yeah. And, and and another thing that leads me to believe that that, you know, that's the first battle on um with with Thanos is because they debut what a lot of people are referring to as the new quantum suits for the Avengers. Those white and re- white, red and gray or black uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um they uh I, I'm thinking that you know they they're just going to try and you know take it to Thanos doesn't work out they regroup combine some stark tech with some pym tech and they're like there's no other way to do it we need to you know somehow alter the course of history um and uh you know we'll we'll see we'll see or those are or those are new suits for the final battle or something like that because we have seen what appear to be time travel um, shots with um, uh, what, what appears to be scenes from the the attack on New York in the first Avengers movie with Captain America in his original suit and Ant Man and Tony Stark being present. So, however this works out, everybody's going to be wearing a lot of different clothes with a lot of different hairstyles. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and please do something with your hair, Hawkeye. The the fucking Nazi haircut is not working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that Nazi hipster haircut, man, with the shaved sides. Oh, it's so yeah. ugly. It's that's like for wimps who won't actually just go get a mohawk. Well, I know according to the Marvel universe where the garden should be. I'm interested to see how it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Got to. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a lot in there, and then of course um, seeing Captain Marvel there, uh, or whoever that blonde was in the end, right, Adam? Thor has Thor Thor standing there, puts out his hand. Stormbringer whips right past her. She doesn't flinch. Her hair just blows from the from the wind caused by Stormbringer. Or no, what what is it? Storm uh, Stormbreaker. 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 Um, by the way, if if in the ne- if they make another Thor movie and don't play Stormbringer by Deep Purple in it, somebody's out of their minds. Um, it's a great song. All right, we'll play um, it for Midnight Sun tonight. Remind me later. Yeah, that's great. So. Um, but no, that that scene uh, was great, and then uh, Thor just lo- looks uh, looks away from her to the the other Avengers and says. I like this one. So <laughs> Miles has a theory about that. Yeah. So my theory is that the um there's a there's going to be a conversation before that moment. And in the conversation, the Cree get brought up. And Thor's um response to the Cree getting mentioned is something like, 
oh, I can't stand the Cree, or I hate them, or their Cree are a bunch of assholes, or whatever. You know, he, he's just going to arrogant pricks, or however he phrases oh. it. It's going to be a negative comment about the Cree. And she confesses that she used to be one, or she was one, or was trained by them. Well, she is, has she is technically half Cree at a genetic level. So, he then, he then, you know, that's when you see him walk up to her, and he summons his hammer, and she doesn't flinch. And, you know, and then he turns around and says, I like this one. Yes. So, I think that's that's the... yeah. That's and, you know, there, there could be a, another common bond there, too, is uh, Thor, and it, you know, uh, was aiding the refugees of Asgard where uh, um, uh, Carol Danvers was aiding the, uh, uh, were they from Skrullos? Was that the, the, the planet? Because I think it was Skrullos in the comics. I don't know what it was. The but, planet, um, the but planet it, that, that, that the Kree invaded in Captain Marvel was... Torfa no, or Tarfa? I mean, no, they're original. I'm saying they're refugees from their original homeworld, is what I'm oh, saying. Asgard. So, oh, Asgard. Oh, or, or, oh you're, no, I'm thinking of. No, no, no. The, the, scroll, the scrolls are refugees as well as as are Asgardians, so that could also be a common bond with the two of them. Yes. Maybe the Asgardians could go live with the scrolls when this is all done. Yeah, that's a possibility. That'd be crazy. Talos is a pretty chill guy. Yeah. Well, right. if, even if Talos is still alive at this point, I would imagine he's. I mean, are in the comics are the scroll long lived? I don't know. Well, I'm saying somebody might have killed him. So. Well, know. that too, but. You know, Ronan. Well, we don't know what happened between that time and the, you know, the thirty years that have passed. No, 30, I have years. a feeling. Yeah, Talos is probably still alive because I don't think Ben Mendelsohn would want to give up. Uh, a cool character in the Marvel universe. I think that he enjoyed that. Character. I think he enjoyed that role. You can tell he, you know, enjoyed. I am, a, on the other hand, a little bit sad that he ended up with that role because he was very interested in playing Victor Von Doom. So, I uh, guess technically, I, but if they never unmask him, yeah. So, but anyway. I should shut up now because uh, we gotta get we gotta get Kim on. I gotta give her a five minute warning text. All right, I, I all right. We're gonna go to break. When we come back. Kim Williams on to talk ideas. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. the ideal teacher, a man of grit and character whom none have the heart to kill. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Okay, and I'm rolling for that. Welcome to the labyrinth of the world. It's a land of three letters. Hey. Oh, 
Sun. Did you know that you're currently listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio? I did. I know everything. Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare.
Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back for our final segment here on Mike Check Radio. I'm joined by a bunch of other righteous dudes, including the Galaxy Master, Miles Legon. Hello. The Dungeon Master, Michelle Legon. Yes, do that here. Do that, yes. And also, the boss, Mr. Kenny Pick. Also a dweeb and a dickhead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I don't mind. Um, We're going to disagree, yeah, agree to disagree, Pick. I don't think you... Yeah. you... Um, I'm adding Kim to the call right now. So, uh, well, of course, it doesn't want me to add her to the call for some reason. Uh, oh, Skype. there we go. There we go. No, no, no. I, it, that was user error right there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're dialing Kim up right now. She should be standing by. I gave her the five-minute warning. Oh, text, right. Hold on. Let me and go. I'm ready. I think she should be here momentarily. I'm so. ready. Hi, Kim. Hello. Kim? Wow, it is so good to have you on the air with us once again. Uh, Kim, of course, Adam's here. Hello. Hello, Adam. Hi, Kim. Hi. And, and please uh, meet uh, Michelle. I don't know if you know each other. Michelle in Port St. Lucie, Florida. No, I've never Hi, had Michelle. the pleasure. <laughs> and her well, hubby, Miles. Miles hubby. in Port St. Oh, Lucie. Hello. Hi, Miles. Well, so nice to meet you guys. Yes, pleasure. Yeah. And we're all Game of Thrones fans here. Yes. So. Oh, to the wow. tune of uh, almost we, before... six hours of talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did six five. Well, about five hours of uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, five, five, and five hours forty. Hours of Game five, of Thrones five hours forty minutes was the final. T- uh, Holy. Like was... So yeah. So wow. look, that's commitment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We we had theories and stuff uh but yeah kim before we get into the nitty-gritty since we we do talk about that here how excited are you for uh (laughs) the final season of game of thrones oh i just uh you know i think it's gonna be really dark i think it's gonna be really dark Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i agree i'm gonna say that i'm excited i'm excited because my prediction uh... was everybody's gonna die Oh, you and I are in complete agreement. <laughs> I, I still think, I still think Tyrion's safe. Oh, well, I'm okay. I would, I would pick him to save. He's a cool guy. I if like Tyrion him. dies, we you know, write. He has That's all my his position. faults, but 
he has his faults, but in the end, you know, he's just a, just a guy trying to, you know, survive. He's yeah. just this yeah. guy, like Zayflood Beeblebrox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, that, so, I agree with you, Ken. That that was my yeah. that was my <laughs> my prediction too. Is that it's like so they're dumb. gonna ask me what I think's gonna happen, and I'm gonna be like, well, um, there everyone dies. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, they're just going to end with, uh, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have my sound, but my, my, my cart queued up to play that, but, um, okay, yeah. Well, so- well, I have to tell you, I had one alternate theory and I don't really understand it that well because it's Margaret's and, and she's okay. like, you know, she's, there's a lot of complexity to it, you know, a lot of nuance and whatnot. And yeah. I don't really do that too well. About Azora. But it has something to do with, um, it has something to do with a sword, Valerian steel, and oh. um, yeah. somehow or another, the Valerian steel is going to be, be crucial. And in, in, if anyone survives, it's got something to do with that. Lightbringer. Uh, she's probably talking about the Lightbringer theory. Which has uh, to be what's her name? The cute blonde, uh, the one that wears the black Daenerys? armor. What's her name? Oh, oh, no, not her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her sword, the one she's got. Oh, okay. Well, there's a prophecy yeah. about the uh, about a sword, a Valerian steel sword called Lightbringer that has to be bathed in the blood of someone you love um, to become like this super powerful godlike weapon. And a lot of people well, are theorizing. That Jon Snow might bathe it in the blood of Daenerys to uh, fulfill the prophecy. I'll tell you what, man. The universe sometimes is such a bitch. I mean, <laughs> wow. That would be rough. That would be really ugly. Yeah, that would be. And then oh. we could play. Hello, darkness, my old friend. But well, you, you and I had a fantastic conversation last Tuesday. And, uh, I mean, we, we talked for, uh, it wasn't even that long. It was maybe 45 minutes. But we had a great conversation. We threw out so many ideas. And and then I, I completely forgot half of the things we talked about. But, um, <laughs> and, and I even got confused on when you were coming on the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, uh, we had some great ideas about specials coming up down the road. I was, you know, telling you about some of the things we've done in the past and kind of where we want to go doing shows that are special about, you know, like how to shows where we get, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, folks on to talk about, you know, anything from, you know, uh, doing internet stuff, you know, uh, you know, website building, whatever, or, or, or crafts, which miles and Michelle, I love talking crafts with these guys, um, to, to whatever, you know? So, yeah, um, so you're thinking about like taking the network like to a whole new level. Yeah, I, I would really like to do at least on a, a monthly basis do some yeah. kind of special. Not necessarily just me. Other people could helm these things. Um, you know, oh, you know that's that's like I love that. That's totally yeah. what gets me so excited is to bring people in to the mix and get them doing things they they didn't really. You know, maybe they might have thought about that they didn't have the support. You know, maybe they didn't know 
um, how to go about doing the technical parts because it's a, it's a real slog. I mean, you know, you figured out all the stuff you did about broadcasting and internet radio, and then I figured it out, and then we put our heads together, and um, it's a lot of fun, too, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm glad you decided to give me a call and, and let's talk about it because there's just yeah. so many possibilities to, to get people more involved. And I think mm-hmm. basically that's what I need to help me survive in our current yeah. state of affairs is to know that people are out there fighting and to be helping do that, helping them do yeah. that. And that, and and I was excited too because you you're you're on board with the idea for the rebrand to Radio for Humans, because mm-hmm. uh, I want it to be exactly that Radio for Humans. You know, if if you know where where you can come and you can hear something a little bit different. You know, our music selection has been fantastic. Thank God, all those issues with stream licensing are uh, water under the bridge. Uh, because they were having all kinds of problems with the the you know unions and labels and stuff like that, um, but yeah. you know we've got well, a, an excellent music catalog. We've got some great music programming with Adam, myself, and Paul. Um, well, and, on the on the music uh, front, yeah. I, I, just on the music front, it's like I I have I've been away from like you know interacting or whatever. Because honestly, after Trump got elected, I was so pissed at America. I'm still pissed at America. Yeah, and, you know, Trump is a snake or whatever he is, whatever thing he is, and, and his ilk, they're all that, you know, and that's just, you know, you have a certain amount of that in, in the world, mm-hmm. and and I know what he is, but it's the people that blindly follow him, you know, to get something out of it, to suit, you know, to yeah. kind of like scratch their own little ugly itches, and, you know, mm-hmm. I, just, I just, I've been so angry at those people, because that's why he's been in in the White House and still there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, you got to really ask yourself, he's still there? Say what? I mean, really? Yeah. But, well, but, yeah, yeah it, I mean, it's... But you're right about that, yeah. Go ahead. But I, I needed to do something, and so that's where I started up the, the new thing with help and advocacy for rescue. But, um, but I would love to get back into doing some more in the media. Oh, yeah. With you guys. But let's... Yeah, it's and definitely it's going to happen. And, and you know, this is this is just a little taste, but um, you know, tonight. But I do want to talk about that with with you with the uh, you know, uh, uh, bully breed rescue advocacy and what you're doing with Pibble Mart. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know that, that's a it's it is pibblemart.com. P i b b l e m a r t dot com. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And um, you've got some great merchandise. You've got some great merchandise, but it's not just a a cash grab. You're actually doing this. No, (laughs) hardly. It's just a way for me to basically supplement my my donations by selling some things to help help out. So it's definitely all 100% goes to rescues and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you're truly an advocate and not just, you know, uh, hey, let me just sell this and and make a bunch of money. You know, this is, uh, this is, and and you're the, you've got some excellent designs. I actually, I, I, I'm excited because I'm trying to get back into art right now, and I want to make a design for you as well. So, 
Um, and, well, that's uh, what I'm doing. I work with artists, yeah. and we bring people in who donate their services for, for the art that they create. And, um, you know, through their art and through that donation, every item that we put it on that, that people wear, you know, it just ripples out into the world and and um, spreads the message. So it's 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 good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and I, I want to, you know, eventually at some point we're actually going to, we're going to have radio spots for Pibble Mart running, uh, to help promote that because so many animal lovers here on the network, Yes. you know, awesome. you can't go wrong. And of course you, 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 uh, have the, the rock star of your family, Angus. Oh yes. Well, he oh, is. I mean, that, if it weren't for him, yeah, none of this would happen. And um, I was I was going through my pictures the other day on my phone, and I came across a picture of Macaroni and Angus together. Oh, my God. I know. I'm going to have to share that with you. They were um, – Macaroni was in South Carolina for something with his job, and I was in Asheville at the time, and he drove up from South Carolina like two over two hours to come see me <laughs> and come visit and hang out. And uh, that was when I had the studio upstairs in the loft in my house, and he and mm-hmm. I were just hanging out up there, and uh, he got to meet Angus, and, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to share it with you, and then you can share it with everybody when you have Mac on sometime. It was, it's precious. I'll oh, send it to you absolutely. Everybody. But, uh, yeah, so I, I love Mac, man. I, I miss him. Have you talked to him lately? It has been a while, but I keep saying on the show, because we still play his music, you know, like I play at least one one or two of his songs a week on Turn Up the Night. Um, <laughs> and every time I play one of his songs, I'm like, God damn it, I got to get back in touch with Mac. So, yeah. uh, you know, I because I've fallen out of touch with a lot of people, because, you know, we don't do what we used to as much with, you know, uh, Adam just mentioned this, uh, earlier tonight is we don't really do special guests so much anymore. Every once in a while I'll do like one of my little goofy game show things and have, you know, Tim Cormall <laughs> or Jody, Jody Hamilton or, or, you know, come on. And, and we were, I developed another game, uh, which, uh, um, uh, it's called who goes there where it's kind of like, do you remember that old show? Um, uh, whose line is, or what's my line yeah. where a celebrity yeah. a celebrity comes on and you have to guess who they are in like 20 questions or whatever. Um, and uh, so we, we we do that and, you know, but, well, but yeah, we don't do the regular guests like we used to. We don't do the big, you know, in-depth interviews because mainly because there's been so much stuff to talk about in the uh, last three yeah. years, you know, definitely. That one macaroni song has gotten me through hmm. some tough times. <laughs> I'll put it on the, uh, the, the Alexa. With an outreach? <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the, the, the F song. Yeah. Oh, F you. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put that on, and I'll just do housework to it, and it makes me feel better. Yep. I said, oh, that's an anthem. I don't know why that song isn't making him a million freaking dollars, man. I know. I love that song. On everyone's. <laughs> Phone. Lost City, a Lost City I love. <laughs> That's um, great. But 
but yeah, so so this is, uh, but this is really exciting. So, but but for the most part, Pibble Mart is is your the most of your online presence now. Is there anything else you're uh, doing or want to want to mention? No, that's pretty much it. I um I've been doing that since 2016. I guess is when I started it, and I started it on wow. um, the Shopify platform, which was kind of expensive. But it was kind of cool to learn it and see how it all works because everything I do, I mean, I, I've thought about putting together, or someone has, I'm sure, someone out there on YouTube has put together a video that says, you want to start an online store? Well, here's how you do it. But I don't know. I just kind of made my own way through it and figured out what was best and work, work, what worked best for me. And in the end, now, pretty much the whole thing is automated. Uh, when you go to Pill Mart and you order a T-shirt, it goes to my printer automatically. They get it. I check the order. They they make it. They send it out to you. And I basically send you a thank you card with some really awesome stickers. That's pretty much nice. what I do. Is I, I send out a card and uh, telling you about the charity or the organization that your purchase helped today. And some fun stickers, and um, and basically that's that's it. And then at the end of the month, I make a donation to whoever mm-hmm. whoever we're raising money for. And since ten since 2016, I've raised with the help of my basically online community on Instagram. Uh, I think we're at 10.4k now since. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is so impressive. I'm going to, uh, here, I got to give you the amen for that. So, amen. sorry, Adam. Amen. It's fine. I'm, I'm steamrolling <laughs> you with my cart. But wow, right. that is $10,000 in three years. Yeah, that is and, incredible. And it's just really, it's just a little bit out of time. I mean, I don't, I don't do thousands of dollars of, of business every month. It's just, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's just people word of mouth, you know, just through my, I have about, I don't know. I don't know. Just over 5,000 followers on Instagram, but it's a, it's a community. It's a super tight knit community. And we all yeah. try to bring our, our, uh, power in mass things like petitions and whatnot i do a lot of work with the folks over in the uk where they have just if 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 they had the kind of laws here about what they can do with your dog that they do in the uk mm-hmm. i don't know we'd have we'd have a situation over here i know they would with me Uprising. oh they wouldn't take my dog not mm-mm. but over yeah. in the uk if your neighbor says your dog looks like a pit bull to them, that's all that's needed for the police to come into your home and wow. take your dog. And okay. then that dog well, will stay in a kennel for God knows how long. It costs a, a huge amount of money to fight it, and it's crazy. So that's one of the wow. things we raise money to, to fight that and try mm-hmm. to change that. I mean... You know, shit, man, it's, you know, it's 2019. <laughs> yeah, really. It, it's very Trumpian. It's a very Trumpian attitude towards things. And, and all of this stuff to me is all just kind of the same stuff. 
different details. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So. Well, That's what yeah, it does. Would, That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I, you know, honest to God, I would, I would love to help you, you and your community, uh, facilitate, a a, a podcast to help, uh, maybe, um, you know, uh, educate people on, on some of these issues. So, you know, we could, we could talk about that down the road. That was one of the things we did chat about the other day is just, I had actually been thinking about that because there's so Mm -hmm. many things that, that are that are going on. I've tried to blog. I tried to do another blog, and I couldn't keep it updated because I just I don't know my my actual. I have an actual real job now. You know, Margaret's yes. in PhD school, and mm-hmm. and uh, I gotta I gotta pay the rent, so I had to get a real job, and now yeah. I don't have time for anything anymore hardly. But that is something that I wanted to do is to come back yeah. to making media. And do something like that. That just was like an update for my community yeah. about what's going on. You know, who's doing oh, what, where, you know, sure. kind of thing. That'd be fun. A quick, down, very easy, something fun and easy. I'm, I'd be in for that. Yeah. I mean, you could even do something, do it short form at some point, too, like a green news report or what was uh, <laughs> That's the old, exactly uh, it. What, what was the, yes. the one that. Um, the the pot one, God, what was that called? Oh, <laughs> yeah, signals. signals. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Pot news. I yeah. forgot I did that. <laughs> signals. That was it. That was great. You know, but you know, as as all good things end up coming to an end for whatever reason, uh, you know, yeah. uh, like my uh, yeah. my track record and Adam's track record of co-hosts. So, but my. <laughs> <laughs> So I've lost well, more. How the heck have you been? Hold up, Kimmy. How the heck have you been, Adam? How have you been, my man? Oh, I've been well. I finally graduated from college. Yeah. So I think I knew that. Oh wait, yeah that, that that was before you left. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going way back. Uh, I'm working for AFES. I'm working for AFES again. So. Oh. You should be going to give him another try. Give him another try. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like working working for them. I believe in the mission, at least. You know, like a lot of people. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, there at you least go. you understand well, what good. I'm talking about when I say AFIS. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like us, you're ignorant, trapped on a military but... base. <laughs> well, I wasn't. That wasn't knock on you guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> I always have to. I always have to explain what it is. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you're trapped on a military base, it's your friend. It's your friend. Yeah. You need those guys. Yes. Yeah, and um, but my my God, uh, you know, we we talked about uh, again. We talked at length, and I love this idea. Again, just going back to it of, yeah, we might get some people over, you know, that we we've never had listened to our network before, uh, to listen to something about you know, whatever special we do, whether it's about, you know, advocacy for, for, uh, you know, animals, pit bulls, uh, or, you know, a craft show or a cooking show or, or whatever. Um, and you know, they might get turned off by some of the stuff when we talk about politics or whatever, but I'm willing to take the gamble and at least give our dedicated listeners 
some more original content that can help you know help us all you know serve mentally uh you know uh, uh survive what's going on uh, you know the right yeah i'm but escapism at the same time well you gotta you gotta you got you need to do something you need to do something if you're gonna if you're gonna make yourself feel better then not think that that's the thing you gotta do you gotta do something and i know that you know you can go you can go and vote and Maybe maybe you think you do a lot. Maybe you do. Maybe you do enough. I don't know. I mean, who can say? Only only yeah. you know that. And and so you know. But that's the question to ask yourself: Can I do more? Where can I do more? What makes sense? And and uh, one thing I think makes sense is to pass information along that you have that can help connect people. And teach people the things that you feel like are important that are not being yeah. valued anymore. The things yeah, you need yeah, to pop, win this yeah. fight because this is, I'm really, I mean, I don't, is there such a thing as hyperbole anymore? I mean, is there? Do we even need to worry <laughs> about it? Good question. I don't know. Good question. I sometimes I wonder uh, anymore, but, you know, it's, um, Things are pretty, pretty freaking dire right now. I think yeah. so. We've gone down so the rabbit hole to Wonderland. Do... Yeah, so I guess Wonderland. the only thing to do is to fight like hell. I guess. That's yeah, and, and, and it's a fight. It's a fight on multiple fronts. It's a fight to do what's right, you know, for one another. It's a fight to do what's right for yourself, you know, to to keep your sanity, to keep your um reason uh and your wits about you when it's a constant assault of um you know valuing ignorance and uh you know untruthfulness as virtue you know um we we can't let uh, uh ugliness become uh the new new normal you know no no it's like you know you can't the uh, I think there's so many people out there that have that have let go of so much of themselves that I don't know if they'll ever be able to get it back because they're now the and they're so invested in the in the bullshit that I don't know if you can mm-hmm. come back from that. But there's so a lot of people who aren't, and I, you know, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is why this happened with Trump is that maybe this is just another moment to. To change it because nobody was going to change it while it was just kind of status quo. I, I didn't look like to me. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that'll be the case. Well, yeah, well, um, we're we're running a little short on time here, Kim. But I'm telling you what, I'm really excited about moving things forward. Uh, Adam and I are probably going to want to talk to you uh, a little bit more down the road about uh, the website. We had some really good ideas about the website too, where um, I want to I want to keep you involved on that front, and uh, I don't want to give away too much about that kind of stuff because we just kind of started talking about it preliminarily. Uh-huh. If that's a word, is preliminarily a word, guys? Uh, let's, sure, let's yeah. So. All right, make so it so. You'll number allow two. it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I made yeah, up we, a word. It, I made up a word tonight. I told I told Margaret. I said I used the word rationable. I was like, I, I like rationable. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> is that cheese rationable? <laughs> Do you have seen hey, that rationable? actually is a is word. Like, it is, is a word. Like, it is a word. Well, never mind. Is that like? Is that like C rations, but it, or uh, but you know it it's already, like a lunchable it's like a lunchable version of of uh, military rations rationables. It 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 already was a word. I just used it wrong. Apparently, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. According to that, I think he's right. I think rationable is actually a word. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean I didn't to ruin mean, it. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. no <laughs> you were you you taught me something, man. I can appreciate that. I think that's a word. I'm gonna go look it up. Everybody, look it up. So, so military brats, not brats, but did I say it right? Is it C-rations? Is that what they're called? Oh, I think he's talking about MREs. MREs, yeah. MREs, MREs yeah. <laughs> right. so, meals ready oh, to delicious. eat. delicious. Yep. You know, I, I got to tell you this before. I, I love this. There's a YouTube channel that I love, and she's kind of up and coming. Uh, this this gal named uh, Emmy, who has, she has a video channel called Emmy Made in Japan. And she's a real, she's a, a a total sanity saver on YouTube, um, but because she does like she does all these videos where she prepares meals and eats them and and you know gives like reviews of them, and she has a whole series of doing MRE videos, but she does oh. MREs like around the world, so she does them from like Ukraine and China and Greece and Poland, you know. People send her these MREs, and she prepares the whole dang thing, <laughs> you know. Um, wow. And it's really cool to see these different MREs for different, you know, countries, uh, especially like that the Norwegian ones and stuff like that. But yeah, so if you want a good sanity saver, check out Emmy Made in Japan because she does all kinds of. She does like old school, like Jello, like crazy 1950s gross Jello recipes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he spent, and all that? He spent oh, an oh, hour oh. once talking uh, about Jello she recipes. Did, she did the. Have you ever seen the SpaghettiOs Jello ring with Vienna sausages in the middle? Ooh. Oh, that is disgusting. Yeah, she did that. She did. She does all kinds of crazy Jello stuff. Oh, uh, but that's she does. Not she does right. good stuff too. She does good stuff too. But it's so funny because and she does like Depression era like. Um, uh, like recipes that, you know, from like times of food scarcity and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, that was, uh, you know, but, but yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent and we're running late here. So. I mean, I'm off tomorrow. I got nothing but, else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to keep hey. our needs to run, so. <laughs> Oh, that's, 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 it's Indie Media Weekly Air. You can do whatever you want, Ken. Yes. We, yeah, that's We control true. the horizontal. Oh. We control the vertical. Who's going to fire us? That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, the wheels have completely come off. <laughs> <laughs> I got to read this. It was great to talk yeah. to you guys. I, I, I hope, uh. I can't wait to see what what we can get up to, and and you know, like I said when we chatted, I hope that your listeners and and um, folks in the community or any media weekly will throw out some ideas and and let us know oh, what sure. you want to see, what you want us want to talk about, and if you want to be in it, want to be a part of it. Yeah, 
Well, I'll tell you what, Kim, if we can, if you have a Tuesday or a Friday where you can join us on, on Turn Up the Night sometime soon, we'll do at least a segment or maybe an hour of open phones and get people to call in with ideas and we'll we'll write it down because we have the magic of a hotline now. I definitely, I definitely think at least using WordPress as a base for a new website going forward is a smart move, even after the incident. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think oh, our well. website is going to change much at all. It's it's mostly going to be name and graphic that's going to change, because I love what we have for Indie Media Weekly right now. I don't, I I, I like the you know the Kim you did a brilliant setup. Jonathan did some some uh, a little additions that we really liked. Uh, Adam mm-hmm. has has tweaked it and get you know taken away some outdated stuff for you know programs and f- sponsorships that we don't have anymore. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a calm you know uh, you know I'm I'm an idiot when it comes to the website. I'm I'm literally the last person that should be messing with a website. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you guys have, uh, you know, and Kim especially just did a bang up job on the design of the site. And, um, and, and yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk more about keeping going this nice layout, familiar layout, but you know, just update it and change with the times a little bit, you know? God, y'all been doing a great job. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had to do anything to help you in like two years, but thanks. I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, well, I think, except for uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> except for two weeks ago. It was, it was, well, well, you know, I'm glad it worked out. It was good. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be fun. So I, I'm, I'm excited, and and I'm glad that you connected with me because I was thinking about it and uh yeah I definitely am um I'm into it yeah and that's great because you know you're my sister and we got a you know Kim and Ken back in <laughs> so yeah are you gonna make me another jingle uh sure <laughs> why not cool. last one I had I was know, my, I uh, oh man do I still have that I'm sure I, well, I might have lost, I'm actually, sure. your, jingle, your old jingle, I might have lost because uh, um, of a, a crash. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to need something for for my, um, oh, oh, for my oh, bully breed hey. advocacy thing, so think about it. Here's the, oh, here, here, this is, uh, this is, here's a blast from the, pel- from the past, the, the whole <laughs> Oh, no. It's Kim G. Yeah, that's from uh, Audra. Audra did that oh for my you. Goodness. I know. She really, uh, she really went all out. I just, you know, yeah. wow. It, it was better than mine. Mine was longer, but I, I think this is the one that I, I made for you. You know what time it is? I'm going to tell you what time it is. <laughs> well, it's time for Kim Williams. Indie Media Moments Moments Oh yeah There you go oh. 
Hey, man, that was some that was some powerful emotion in that one too. I mean, I just got nothing on you. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened here. Doing <laughs> my best. I'm Kenny Pick. <laughs> Uh, oh god! I, th- I thought you were going for more of a Johnny Cash thing with that. Uh, I I was going for Elvis, but you're probably right. It ended up sounding like Johnny Cash because I can't do a very good Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it was Johnny Elvis. That's there you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a song about a boy named Sue. Uh, <laughs> now I sound like Elvis when I'm trying to do Johnny Cash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a conundrum. We do, we do. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, well, Kim, I, I don't want to keep you. We're, we're already uh, ten minutes over here. Uh, but I will. I'll be in touch soon. I'll drop you a line um, tomorrow and, and and try and plan and plot something out to get you on uh, and for our next step, and that's getting uh, listener input on what they'd like to hear on the network. Cool. Sounds good. And uh, it's uh, nice to meet you guys. And uh, I will be tuning in to get caught up on on Mike Check Radio because I've I've not uh, I, I got to see what you guys are doing and the nerd talk and get caught up on everything. Oh yeah, yeah. We've yeah, really yeah. we've really skip, become very nerdy. Yeah. Skip skip even more first, nerdy. <laughs> yeah, skip the first hour <laughs> and a half uh, if you don't want to hear politics, and then uh, you know. Well, uh, we jump we've in. yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, I don't know if you know this, Kim, but um, we—I've for the past two years, I've been getting a press. No, three. That's right. It's three. been three, three years. I'm going on my fourth year at getting a press pass to represent a, a NDB Weekly and Anime Week in Atlanta. I've interviewed. I we still. Oh, all right, all right, Kim. For you, <laughs> for you next week. If you're, li- it, tell me if you're listening. We're running the Steve Bloom interview. Finally, even if it kills me, we're running that because uh, that is that is my magnum opus that it, I was so happy to get that interview because I was convinced I missed the I was like, no, it's too late. <laughs> but uh, no, we, I've gone. I've gone some great interviews. They're all so very nice. Um, and Kenny, Kenny still uses something uh, Brina Palencia did um, for. Uh, his show, the the biscuit lady thing. Yes. Well, do you are you putting it together in a special? Uh, we've been leaking out uh, throughout the course of the last several months. I usually save them for like I try to run them on a live show, and then the next time you know, like the next time I say have to close the store at night, I'll you know on a show day I'll usually put those in a best of nerd talk. Um. Let me see. What have we done? We've done from last year. We've done Gray Griffin, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. I think it's just those two, right, Michelle? Uh, yeah. I think you still need to do Steve Bloom and Dante Basco. Uh, yeah. You and also Michael have Sin- not done Michael Sinclair. Nicholas. Yeah. Yep. 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 I. I. I've been. I. I I've been making some. Well, I. I wouldn't say we're like close friends, but I've made some allies. Yes, and the cookies didn't hurt either. No, the cookies did not hurt. <laughs> we were we were the cookie people by the end of the convention. We yeah. were. Well, we were. you've got all this you've got all this material and you've got these interviews, this compilation, this 
this uh, this you know little treasure trove of stuff. I'm seeing like you need to like do something with that. Like I don't know, um, maybe celebrate these folks. Like set up who they are and talk about who they are, and then play the interview and. And maybe, I don't know, show them some love, you know, introduce other people to what they're doing and, you know, some kind of a something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've, it's been amazing and I'm hope, well, it's not official yet. You know, I haven't been invited back yet, but I promise I haven't made an embarrassment of us yet. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that, Adam. Give me, come on. Miles, is this true? What's the question? What's the, I missed that. What's the question? Did has Adam <laughs> made an embarrassment of us? An embarrassment? No. At, at, at AWA? No. I I was there. Yeah. I know. I That's why there. I asked you. He stopped me from fidgeting. You were fidgeting. Yes. You were fidgeting. Yeah. His hand there would be go. there tapping a pen, and my hand would go over on top of his, and just it was, <laughs> I was very calm. I was very nonchalant about it, but I boop. Stop. I didn't say anything. I just I just put my hand on his and yeah. He's a helper, not a herder. That's right. So, all right. Well, well, that's uh, outstanding, Adam, that you did that. That you're getting out there and and making that happen. And that's great media. Very good. Oh Very yeah, good. it's a lot of fun. Wait, wait, wait. I forget. Did you do you know that I have a nephew now? Did I did we talk about that before you left or? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh well, I have a nephew now. <laughs> wow! Well, congratulations. And, and he, yeah, he's he'll be turning four in April uh, at the end of uh, well, uh, very beginning of, of May. And uh, I'm telling you, he's uh, <laughs> I, he my, looks like Adam. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> it's scary. That's it's awesome. scary. And <laughs> my and he he flirts. I didn't believe my sister at first because she, you know, I, I went to visit him a couple times and she, you know, I, I, we were talking, pl- making plans and she's like, oh, he, fl-, you know, when he was about a year old, oh, he flirts. And then I saw him, I, we were eating dinner at uh, an Irish pub uh, type place and I could watch his eyes just follow the waitresses. Wow. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> going to be a lady's. Man, I okay. I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Not not mm-hmm. not that if not that if that didn't happen, Uncle Dan would be disappointed. It's my job to make an honest nerd of him. That's all I'm here for. That's okay. it. Okay. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, I guess we should probably start wrapping things up. But Kim, uh, it, it's been a real treat uh, uh, reconnecting with you, and uh, it's very exciting. I love your energy and enthusiasm about. Again, the non-political stuff is the only thing keeping my mind, you know, uh, from snapping. Same here. So, you know, <laughs> and that's why it, that's why I'm still on this show because I look forward to doing the nerd stuff every week because right on. everybody's everybody's eyes will glaze over on my show, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, well, but yeah, we'll, guys. And, and, All right. and, and I will uh, I'll look forward to working with you guys again. I'm excited. Yeah, it's very good. Very Get, make sure to and... give Angus belly scratchies for me since oh, I can't do it myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody he, go to Pibblemart Pibblemart.com and, and follow <laughs> Pibblemart on Instagram. Yep. I don't do the Facebook anymore. I just I just uh, uh just, just not my deal anymore. I'm and keeping it just all about okay. Pibbles and yeah, yes. yeah. Well, Instagram's yeah, sure. kind of the place to be anymore, really. Well, it just really works for my my goals and my yeah. community of of dog people and rescue people. It just it really works. So yeah, and it's simple. It's not quite as yeah. overwhelming. Cuts through the bullshit. Cut, cut yeah, through the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, yeah. I I. I, I I love you guys. I'm glad we reconnected, and I'm super excited to get to know you guys more and um, meet meet all the other folks. I don't think I've met that are involved with the station now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we love you back, and um, we'll we'll be talking soon. Yes, definitely. Okay, I'll see you guys. See you guys later. Uh, hey, take care. Tell Margo we said hi too. I will. Bye. Yes. All right. Bye bye. Okay, well, I guess we should uh, real quickly auger this in. Uh, parting shots, Miles, what do you got for us, sir? Motor report coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. Okay. Uh, Michelle? Um, it was a pleasure meeting her. I'm um, looking forward to more. So that's my parting shot. Okay. Kenny? Uh, I'm just sending Kim a thank you text as we speak saying, thanks, Kim. That was awesome. Talk to you soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really don't have much uh, for a parting shot, but I'm very excited about the future of radio for humans. It's going to happen. We're, we're, we're on, I think we're actually with Kim's help. We are going to exceed the goal of transitioning to, Radio for Humans before June. I think we're. I think we could easily see uh, this this uh, whole changeover happen. Um, maybe next month or May. So, uh, it, it, because we've already talked about the strategy of how to uh, keep people. You know, if, if if you type in Indie Media Weekly, it just will take you to Radio for Humans. If you go to Radio for Humans, it'll go to Radio for Humans. If you go to KennyPick.com, it'll go to Radio for Humans. So, um, so yeah, and we're going to – and the website is not going to change that much, mostly just cosmetically. Um, and that's it. And I'm sure Kimmel has some other cool ideas. Uh, and, and that's it. And uh, we want to get ideas from everybody here on Indie Media Weekly. And uh, like I said, the next thing I'm going to do is try and set up, uh, uh, do a big, uh, you know, night of open phones on Turn Up the Night. And or maybe Mike Check Radio if, if she can't do a Tuesday or, or uh, a Friday. Our door is um, always open. Yeah. And um, and yeah. And now I'll shut my mouth and let Adam do his job. All right. Well, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed our special uh, myth information, because like I said, I really enjoy sharing mythology and talking it up. Fun show tonight. I'd like to thank my guest, uh, Ken Williams, my co-hosts, Kenny, uh, Miles, and Michelle. We'll be back next week with more stuff. We'll see We'll, we'll see what happens in terms of news this week. Uh, I'm pr- uh, hopefully the world won't end between now and then, although that might actually be a blessing in disguise. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, have a great week, everyone. Go collection. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we do have that to look forward to. <laughs> that was yeah. All right, everyone, have a nice week. We'll see you later. Bye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Gasping worm. Push the button, Frank. Listeners, thank you for your attendance.